Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. They might be giants have been on the road for too long. Too long. And they might be giants aren't even sorry. Not even sorry. And audiences like the shows too much. Too much. And now they might be giants are playing their breakthrough album Flood. All of it. And they still have time for other songs. They're fooling around. Who can stop They Might Be Giants and their liberal rock agenda? Who? No one. This ad was paid for with somebody else's money. Hello, and thanks for listening to Muller She Wrote. Today's MSW Book Club Review of Russian Roulette is brought to you by Fastgrass, San Diego's premier cannabis delivery company. Fastgrass is a female and veteran-owned local business that dovetails with our socially responsible business ethics. And they have some amazing deals all weekend in observance of 420. And they always have discounts for amazing veterans and patients battling cancer. So give them a call at 619-916-7222 or visit them online at fastgrass.org. Mention Muller She Wrote and you'll get $10 off your first order. Also, we'll start reviewing A Higher Loyalty by James Comey next week. So join the MSW Book Club by heading to MullerSheWrote.com and subscribing at any level. Sign up at the $10 level and we'll send you our exclusive limited edition From Russia with Love, Loose Leaf Earl Grey Polonium Tea, blended just for us by JoysTeaspoon.com. This podcast contains laughter. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Muller Shiro's MSW Book Club. We are on the final chapters of Russian Roulette. I'm A.G., your anonymous host, Crushing the Hatch Act. As always, uh, with me today, uh, as usual, is Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Jaleesa Johnson. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Great. Yeah. Good. Did you yeah. have a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Busy. Snorkeling. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. La Jolla Shores. Uh-huh. That was yeah. really fun. Beautiful. You see any baby seals out there? No, but uh, our friend Pablo did get stung by a stingray. Ooh. <laughs> And he kind of looks like a baby seal. I know Pablo. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. he was saying. He was like, because I'm brown, I'm for sure getting attacked. And then he ironically got stuck by a stingray. Adorable. Oh. See? Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> Good weekend for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Busy. You know, the news. A lot of that. I watched the oh, Comey interview. Oh, so much. Yeah. 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 That was, I actually bought Hulu's uh, live TV plan just to watch it. I was like, shut up and give me my money. It was 9.59 <laughs> Pacific time. Yeah. I was like on it. I'm so glad you told me, AG. I was going to miss it. It was late. It was a late one out yeah, here It was on watch. at 10. Yeah. 10 yeah. PM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But loved it. It was, it oh, was pretty so great. Sexy. <laughs> 
I, I was amazed to see how many people are still upset with Mueller or uh, excuse me with Comey. Yeah, that was shocking. Um, but understandable because Comey isn't telling the whole story either. Uh, we'll probably do a minisode on that this week, uh, and we are going to touch on it uh, in this particular episode uh, in this MSW book review. So why don't we kick it off with chapter seventeen? Uh, it also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay, <laughs> is the title of this chapter. Uh, and this was me, right? This is me, guys, uh, my chapter. You guys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You're starting us off. That's right. Excellent. That's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. This uh, this chapter starts with uh, Steele's reports. They basically kept coming in to, to Glenn Simpson, Um Multiple reports. Russia had been cultivating Trump for five years was one report. There were regular exchanges between Trump and the Kremlin for eight years was another. Mm -hmm. Uh, Russia said they wouldn't use uh, their compromat on Trump if he eased sanctions for them, including uh, some compromat they had was the P-tape. But they also had evidence of bribery and business deals on him and then sex parties, which sound terrifying to me with Donald Trump. Yeah, with him, but in general. Yeah, they should be fun. Like if I walked into a sex party and Donald Trump was there, I'd be like, I got to go. Yeah, I would hop out the window. I would enter the the door and then jump out the window. (laughs) Roy Moore sex parties. Oh, no. Bible study. Yeah. (laughs) So Steele was getting frustrated because... Uh, the point of opposition research is to get usable shit on your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. But what Steele was turning into hi- into him in these reports was like way too wild and unverifiable, and it was like almost unusable. Like, how can you, yeah, take you know, him seriously? Give me a real estate scandal or something, <laughs> something boring, right? Yeah. But uh, P on the, I, what? How can I? No one's going to believe me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the the thing is, is that nobody was really worried because everyone expected Hillary to win. So they were like, all right, so we're not getting the best oppo research, but do we really need to worry about it? Mm. Um, Steele's reports were saying more dumps were coming from Wiki and Guccifer, and that tracked with what Assange was saying on his Twitter account. Um, Simpson figured out how to use the Steele reports, though. He goes, I have an idea. He'd give them to the press so that they could sniff out what the FBI was doing. Hmm. Um, That way he didn't have to, like, just tell the world there was a P-tape. You know, he could say, I'm just going to slide this report over to the to the press and see what they come up with and the one that he was focusing on was the one about carter page because that was relatively boring and right. it showed kind of a collusion uh it was juicy um and and page was talking to Sechin apparently of rosneft uh and he's a sanctioned guy so it, it had all sorts of motive yeah it had yeah. a lot of good good pieces in it that mm-hmm. would work for political opposition research and it would especially be great if it was flushed out uh, or laundered, so to speak, by journalists. Right. So, Brennan, uh, in a separate thread here, Brennan called Harry Reid. I miss Harry. Oh, me too. Uh, he called him in late August during a recess, a, a congressional recess, and told him to find a secure line because he had an important brief for him. And this was unusual uh, because, first of all, they were on recess, and second of all, to find like a private line, that's weird. So mm-hmm. he went to a special room in the CIA headquarters and took a call. And he gave him, Brennan gave him the same briefing that he gave gave the Gang of Eight. Those are the top Democrats and, and Republicans on the House and Senate Intel and Judiciary Committees. Mm-hmm. So you got four committees um, and a Republican and a Democrat at the head of each. So that's the, what the Gang of Eight is, in case you don't okay. know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So whenever they talk about the Gang of Eight, that's them. Nice. And so he gave him the same briefing. Uh, he gave, excuse me, he gave uh, Harry Reid the same briefing that they got. And... Uh, Basically, it included that the Russians had successfully hacked and dumped docs and Putin was behind it. 
And Moscow's tech operatives may try to hack the election systems and tamper with the results. Mm -hmm. Like, big stuff. Yeah. And that Trump officials may have been in touch with Russians. So, hmm. August 2nd, Harry Reid wrote Comey a letter. Uh, and he said, quote, the evidence of a direct connection between Russia and Trump continues to mount. A hostile government looking to undermine our election is the gravest threat to democracy since the Cold War. And it makes sense that these older hawks are like, this is reminiscent of, you know, mm -hmm. good yeah. old, the good old times. Good old bad days. And everyone thought Romney was crazy when he said it. Yeah, I Ob thought so too. Obama yeah. took him apart. He's like, whatever, old man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <You> yeah, <know? laughs> and it's like, dang, dude was right. Yeah, yeah, egg on our face. I remember thinking he was such an idiot when he was saying that. I know, like, like our biggest geopolitical threat. Okay, really, yeah, grandpa. Me. And yeah. even even us super libs were like, it's totally ISIS. It's mm -hmm. completely Al Qaeda. You dummy. Yeah, and well, oops. here we are. There's a lot of blame to go around for sure. Yeah. There's tons. It kind of wraps it up at the end here. Not here, but. Later. Later. Mm -hmm. uh, reporters didn't pick up on this. Um, even though Reed started releasing public reports about it, he wanted he basically wanted to get it out in the public so the FBI could investigate it before the election. Mm -hmm. But the reporters didn't pick up on it. Um, it's significant to mention, though, that because this it's the first time that the Steele dossier info was leaked to the public. It's the first time anything that Christopher Steele had written in, in any of these memos was coming out. Right. Two weeks later, uh, Glenn Simpson, Comey, and Fritch booked a room at the Tabert Inn uh, for Steele to brief national security journalists, not political journalists, but national security journalists about the Carter Page story. He's going to set this all up. Mm -hmm. He had New York Times there, WAPO, uh, Washington Post, CNN. It, it, Isakoff from Yahoo was there. Mm. So Steele laid out the story about Page's trip to Moscow. Um, he said the FBI knew. And uh, this was a potentially explosive story because a Western intel source discovered Page's trips to Moscow, um, and he probably briefed the FBI on his findings, and they were likely inclined to pursue it as an investigation. This is big news. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So his story, uh, Isakov's story, ran on September 23rd. So we're still a month and a half out from the elections. Um, officials were seeking to determine if Page met with U.S.-sanctioned Russians to talk about lifting sanctions was one of the, his main points. And Page... After he published the story, Page sued Yahoo and HuffPost <laughs> for defamation. Does Yahoo even have the money? Come on. And he and he was representing himself. He is a nutty dude. Oh, yeah. Um, seven months later, Washington Post would report that during the time of Isakoff's reporting, the FBI had already obtained a FISA warrant on Page. And in January of 2018, this year, GOP House Committee... Uh, prepared the Nunes memo saying Steele's reports were improperly used by the FBI to obtain a FISA warrant. So that's kind of where all that shit ties, ties together. together. Mm -hmm. yep. Hillary jumped on the Isakoff story pretty hard. Um, and another story had been making the rounds about a Trump server communicating with Alpha Bank. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Alpha Bank is like four guys work there, including Herman Kahn, who's the father-in-law of Vanderswan. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the... Dots are connecting. We need a big thing on the wall with yarn. And we really do, pins. yeah. Uh, and the dumps, the dumps kept coming, though. Uh, DC Wiki posted emails stolen from the Gmail account of Ian Malul, hmm. uh, including an audio clip of Hillary referring to Sanders supporters as, quote, children of the Great Recession living in their parents' basements. Jesus. I know, that's harsh. That is harsh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I live in an attic. 
<laughs> Sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it sort of does. Just it's kidding, I like, don't. It's sort of like Greg Brady. <laughs> yeah. He got, I don't know that got his own space. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. The, oh, oh. The Brody Bunch. The Brody Bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, also, that month, HRC made her basket of deplorables comment. <laughs> so, yep. The polls were tightening because she was kept fucking up. Yeah, then, she really did. And then everyone was, well, I mean, honestly, it was just stuff that nobody was supposed to hear, which mm-hmm. I assume every political operative has. But, For sure. Uh, dang. Yeah. They, they found it and they dumped it. Yeah, and, people kept uh, going really far back into all of her speeches, too, and finding any sort of, I mean, as a campaign goes. Well, but. imagine if, like, you found out a bunch of emails from someone talking crap about you. Like, I feel like I would want to think I'm above it, but, like, yeah. yeah, it really roused people up. It's a gossip, basically. I mean, it wasn't anything, like, salacious, but it was just gossiping. Take yeah. AG's advice. Email like everyone's watching. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and don't reply all, please. <laughs> Oh, and if you're going to send a, a, a an email to like 100 people, blind CC that shit, would you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, BCC. God, yeah. Mom. Okay. <laughs> so polls were tightening. Everyone was prepping for the first of three debates because there were three big ones. And the debate started and it was pretty contentious, right? Russia came up, but not until about two thirds of the way through. If I were me, I would bring that shit up moment one. And oh, yeah. I would not stop railing on it until the right. end. Um. Lester Holt asked Hillary what could be done to thwart cyber attacks on the U.S. And she hit the Russia connection really hard. So she said there's no doubt Russia had used cyber attacks against all kinds of organizations in the United States. Um, She brought up that Donald is very praiseworthy of Putin. And I love that she called him Donald. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a tactic I I happen to know that they were using. Like, just call him Donald. Like, you're talking down to him and he'll just get pissed off and say the dumbest shit. Yeah, petty. Yeah. <clears throat> and then she brought up Trump's invite from uh, for when when he said, "I hope you find the thirty thousand emails." Mm-hmm. And um, Trump brushed her off, <laughs> and he did get pissed. I think maybe because she was calling him Donald, because he goes, "quote She's saying Russia, Russia, Russia." I don't know. Maybe it was. It could have been Russia. Maybe it was China. It could have been lots of people. Could have been somebody sitting in their bed who weighs four hundred pounds. Okay. <laughs> And then he got weird. He said, quote, we have to get tough on cyber warfare. It's a huge problem. I have a son. He's 10 years old. He has computers. He is so good with these computers. It's unbelievable. And okay. All right. Let's um, do we break that down or we just let that go? Yeah. This is the one that everyone makes fun of for looking like he has a very low IQ. I think what he's trying to say is that cyber crime is very complex and needs a lot of attention because even his 10 year old son is really you know, good with computers. And so if he's that good, imagine what trained (laughs) lifetime criminals can do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, if you say it like that, and I'm not even running for president. Yeah. (laughs) But every time, like, he says something, I'm like, here's what you should have said. Yeah. He's like, and this kid's a fucking dumb piece of shit, and he's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) His name's Baron, okay? Baron. That means rich man. Does it? Yeah, like a like an oil baron or a, in Russian. How funny would that be? That'd be great. <laughs> wow, it's got a kid named Comrade or something. <laughs> so on a yeah, that's Petrov, unbelievable. <laughs> Sergey, this is my this is my son Shmirnov, Junior the Third. I love it. Of, of Chutney, I don't know. <laughs> of Chutney. On September twenty eighth, Comey sat down uh, to be grilled by the House Judiciary Committee in a public oversight hearing. Public, everybody was there. Dems like went after him hard. They asked what the FBI was doing to investigate Trump Russia. Um, 
And Comey said, I can't say, sir. We do not confirm or deny investigations. Mm. And they go, well, have you questioned Assange or WikiLeaks? I can't comment on that. What about Manafort or Ukraine? Uh, Again, no comment. What about the Feinstein shift statement? Not in this forum. Wow. (laughs) So Dems are getting exasperated. He'd commented on the HRC investigation. Why not this, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's what came up in the Comey interview, too, on Sunday. It's still a big question. Yeah, well, Comey was in a, a box. He was in I, a, I, yeah, I agree. Stuck between a rock and a hard place. In the case of Clinton, it was already a public matter because of the IG, right? Mm-hmm. Not Instagram, but the <laughs> inspector, <laughs> inspector general and the intelligence community and the State Department referrals to the Department of Justice and the subsequent reports to Congress. It's all public. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Trump probe was a counterintelligence investigation. And by its nature, it was classified and secret. So there's no way Comey could have publicly said he was investigating without tipping off some of the targets and sabotaging the work of his own. It's so tough. Yeah, it's impossible. So in early October, Steele met with a guy named Gaeta in Rome. That's an FBI agent, a buddy of his I think he worked on FIFA with. FBI asked him about his sources, most of which he could not reveal, obviously. Mm-hmm. And these meetings with the FBI were usually one-way streets, right? Because the FBI would just grill you and not give you anything. But the FBI had worked with Steele so much that they told him, they gave him like a, a piece of intel and they told him about Papadopoulos. Right. So now Steele knew about Papadop. FBI knew about what Steele had. Mm-hmm. And also in October, Stone began stirring shit up. Roger Stone. Yeah. He began tweeting uh, that another dump was coming. Um, he went on Infowars and said the mother load is coming. Uh, mother load dumps. That just sounds shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like poop. It's all poop. It's all about poop. Uh, he said the globalists were trying Putin. to. Putin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. Please continue. Putin dumps mother load. <laughs> Uh, he said the global the globalists were trying to kill him, and then he tweeted, "quote I have total confidence that WikiLeaks and my hero Assange, my hero Assange, will educate the American people soon." Hashtag lock her up. Oh my god. Well, I think it's interesting that they use that word hero since they're the villains in my book. But what if we get comic books out of this one day? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Trump's a villain, Putin's a villain, and some like twenty, thirty years comic book from now. Somebody will draw it. Somebody's got to do it. Draw me a funny book. Please yeah. do. So a few weeks earlier, Wiki sent private Twitter messages to Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> and he turned around and emailed Bannon and Conway about his WikiLeak messages. Because, you know, what you know, the best way to cover stuff up is to just tell everyone about yeah, it in emails. He emailed them. They, uh, oh, Assange then sent him an article and, and said, Hiya, it would be great if you could comment on slash push this story. And then he attached an article alleging that Hillary once said she wanted to drone Assange. Like, I don't know, mm, kill him kill from him. the air. Yeah. Oh. Uh, fake. <laughs> That's a nice. It's like a really cute word for what it would mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drone you. Drone. I thought it was sexual. I was like, which is worse? <laughs> Alligator drone house. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's gross, though. <laughs> uh, he, it was completely made up. But Donald Trump Jr. answered, quote, already did it earlier today. Huh. And then he asked, um, what's behind this Wednesday leak I keep reading about because of Roger Stone's tweets? Uh, And uh, Assange didn't say anything back to him, didn't answer him. Hmm. Uh, Obama's administration continued to grapple with how to handle this situation. They've been 
flailing on this for a while. Mm-hmm. First of all, they failed to win over McConnell to try to get the states to you know keep their eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided that they had to release a statement tagging Moscow as responsible for the hacks. Some cabinet members disagreed, saying sources and methods could be compromised. Sources and methods. Sources and methods. <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds like I'm gonna. That's, that'll be my new. I don't know. Hip hop. Rock and roll. Oh, group. yeah. Drop a dope <laughs> beat. Like, uh, yeah. Sources Kendrick Lamar beat behind that would be. Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Method no. Man is actually just Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Old dirty Bannon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I am Method Man. <laughs> um, or just Meth Man. Have you seen that guy? He's so terrible. Worst Do you see John Goodman ever. being him oh. on SNL? Yes. That was so great. Oh, it's oh. Real, I love it. You know who else was great? Was Dude, De-, De Niro. And yes. So good. I can't believe we haven't messaged about that yet. That was amazing. My mind was blown. Ben, ben Stiller. And have you seen Meet the Fockers? I have, okay. yes. Or Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. I forget so which one the Ben Stiller plays Cohen and De Niro plays Muller and they relive the lie detector test moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sad they didn't bring up the circle of trust. Yeah. But it was really great. Yeah, they did do the, the titty milk thing. Yeah. Oh my I got nipples. Can you milk me? Yeah. <laughs> Muller is such a good Muller. He they, is. And they put the cheeks they on They gave him extra cheeks. Yeah, so that cute. does sound perfect. I'm going to oh, watch yeah. it as soon as I get home. Oh yeah, it's great. So anyhow, cabinet members didn't want Obama to release a statement tagging Moscow because they were afraid of compromising sources and methods. Right. One report circulating said the Kremlin officials were congratulating themselves after the July wiki dump. And one official said, quote, we all looked at it and said, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of fucks. That go around. I mean, and how many words describe the feelings that this gives and us? He, here's what I love. It's like when you're working your way up through the government, um, mid-level jobs, it's very professional. But once you get up into the SES and you get into the into the executive positions, people are like, fuck, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of shit, a lot of fuck happening. Yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. It's where the big people are playing. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's yeah. nice. It's where the where grown-ups talk. Play. Yeah. yeah. And like a little that. bit later, we're going to get to hear some Obama yeah. Uh, oh. Curses. Yeah. It's great. Uh, the intelligence community was instructed to compose a public statement by the White House. And they worked on it for a month. They were arguing over commas and shit. <laughs> uh, the White House at this time was still oblivious to the massive social media campaign that targeted mm-hmm. the American electorate. Mm-hmm. They were just working off of these, you know, DCCC and DNC hacks. And the intelligence community report attributed the attributed the attack to Russia, but it didn't say they were out to help Trump. Uh, the FBI, CIA, NSA, and DHS, that's Female Body Inspector, <laughs> Central Intelligence Agency, National Security Agency, and Department of Homeland Security, all signed off on the statement. Uh, but then there was a concern that publicly naming Putin could be overly provocative. So they took that part out and just said it was senior Kremlin officials. Mm. And then at the very end, Comey raised an objection. He didn't want to put the FBI's name on it. Um, that was especially nuts because during the summer, Comey drafted that op-ed Blaming the Russians yeah. that he decided not to run. Mm-hmm. But I still want to read that. <laughs> Me too. Yes. But with the election looming, he didn't want to seem as though the FBI was putting its thumb on a scale, right? Yeah. Right, be- right before the election. Yeah, same with Obama too, right? That was his thinking mm-hmm. a lot as well. He didn't want to politicize it. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, there, but no one else is playing by decency, so. Right, it sucks when you have to play by the rules and no one else is. Politics. Um, there, there's been a long tradition at the FBI, uh, that you do not engage in shit so close to the election. And he didn't want to tarnish uh, the FBI's reputation. Um, he also didn't share that the FBI was investigating Trump-Russia. Mm. 
but the absence of the FBI would look weird. It could undermine the whole point of the of the IC statement, the intelligence community statement. So they decided to have the Department of Homeland Security and the Director of National Intelligence. And the Director of National Intelligence represents the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came into being after 9-11 to get everyone to communicate. Right. So the Department of Homeland Security and the Director of National Intelligence were going to release a joint statement. And that way, it didn't have to have FBI or CIA on it. Uh, and they, they were going to release it without fanfare, like a Friday. And they were going to do it without a statement from Obama. Mm-hmm. Just kind of be, here's this. Mm-hmm. And Kerry uh, wanted to postpone it until he his upcoming talks with Lavrov about Syria, because he didn't want to mess those talks up. But Obama said, F it, dude. We want it out immediately. So they scheduled it for October 7th. Nice. Now, he didn't say F it. I mean, but was, he meant business. He's like, we got to do it now. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> That's chapter 17, you guys. We're going to roll right into chapter 18. Jaleesa, you've got this one? Yes, I do. Okay, hit it. So this one is called Only Russia's Senior Most Officials Could Have Authorized These Activities. So on October 7th, 2016, Hurricane Matthew hit the Gulf. And uh, the then Democratic presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton, requested a briefing on the disaster from the then Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson. By his account, they had a short but serious discussion, nothing out of the ordinary, but uh, it was pretty typical for a potentially incoming president. Then Johnson said, uh, after he called Trump to brief him, since he was the national uh, Republican nominee, He basically said that he had a weird situation with Trump in comparison. He said Trump congratulated him for doing such a great job. And then he invited Johnson out for lunch in New York after the election. So that was the weird part to him because Johnson said, don't you mean D.C.? You know, since Trump was running for president and all. And Trump said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. As if he didn't give any thought to the chance that he might actually (laughs) win. Don't you mean DC? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, that thing, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very weird. Yeah, and the only reason he called, like, Trump wasn't prepared for this at all. Mm -hmm. Hillary wanted the briefing, and Jay Johnson was like, I'll I'll give it to you, but I will have to brief Trump, too. Just to be fair. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Equal time, whatever, for for Department of Homeland Security shit. They just placate him the whole time, and then he just wins. (sighs) It's unfortunate. We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that a year con- and a half later. <laughs> so that conversation ended with Trump. And uh, Johnson began to prepare his joint statement with the IC about Russian interference in the 2016 election. So Johnson was certain this statement would dominate the news cycle, considering the gravity of the situation. The Hillary campaign, on the other hand, they were thrilled. Wait, is this a statement of the... The interference, like the DHS and exactly. oh, that's right, because he was just referencing, right? Yeah, so yeah. This is the this yeah, is the Russia about to do it back mm-hmm. to the Russia about statement. Russian interference, exactly. So he's talking to them about the weather, and he's like, "I'm about to fucking yeah, blow your drop mind. a bomb, exactly." <laughs> so even though the Hillary campaign was glad this story was literal small up, talk, oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> how's the weather out there? Hmm. Oh, okay, well, guess what. <laughs> So, so Hillary was thrilled that the story was being picked up, but they were still skeptical that the media um, wouldn't really pick it up as much as they needed to. And they were right. I mean, the Trump campaign ignored the whole statement. I guess they had bigger things to worry about. Uh, but the statement was still released, and uh, it was released while Hillary and Trump were doing debate prep. So the statement affirmed that the IC was confident that the Russian government orchestrated the DNC and our 
uh, or HRC hacks. They insisted that WikiLeaks and Guccifer 2.0 were consistent with the motives known to Russian operations and that basically the only most senior Russian officials could have authorized this kind of attack. Hence the chapter title. So meanwhile, all this was happening, WAPO reached out to Hope Hicks for a comment on a little story they were about to run involving Trump saying on tape that maybe he liked to grab women by a particular private part. (laughs) So, yeah, WAPO even sent the tape to the Trump team like, hey, your move. And everyone in Trump's office just watched it. So Bannon was there. Priebus was there. Christie was there. In fact, they were the ones that even showed Trump the tape. And Trump responded with just, that doesn't sound like me. Or they just gave high fives to each other. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is just a statement that they whipped up. (laughs) So apparently um, Ivanka was crying when they watched it, which, I mean, I I have weird feelings about this. I want to believe it. But then again, I'm just like, her actions don't, you know, show this. But... This, the book claims that uh, she urged her father to give a full apology. Yeah. Of course, he said no. What a horrifying thing to hear come out of your dad's mouth. Yeah, even if Ugh. your dad's Trump, it's like, but no, everybody knows, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> so uh, Trump said no. Instead, he made Bannon and Stephen Miller draft a statement. This was the infamous locker room talk argument. So uh, this is offensive, I think, to any woman that's ever been assaulted in a locker room, by the way. But it's beside the point. Um, I just figured, what is it supposed to be? Like a magical a safe haven for rapists? place of a locker room? Yeah, like just make it to the locker room and it's safe. You're at home base. Uh, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> like touch the doorknob. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. it. I'm not no, it. you're good. You're good. Locker yeah. room um, talk. There's gray area now. Yeah, so, sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. No, no. We're laughing because we, we would cry otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah we've yeah. all been sexually assaulted assaulted here so that's that's Whoa, that puts us dude. in a place where uh we have to laugh yeah we have yeah. to assaulted yeah. sisters that's not a good group name that's not gonna work it's hashtag not invisible hashtag invisible war there mm-hmm. you go there you go well trump i uh, love preaching sorry. no it's okay it's, a, it's hard it's, to get back into it it's now. a no, rough sorry. topic but so no we, we all have feelings people by the pussy yeah yeah maybe we'll have another discussion maybe a minisode about uh sexual assault and, and politics so anyways trump preached. I mean, he loved talking about how Bill Clinton was much more of a predator than he was. His whole argument was, hey, I just talk about assaulting women, but Bill actually does it. Yeah, he totally started like that to me was the kickoff of whataboutism. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. When when he's like, uh, uh, yeah, but have you heard what Bill Clinton says to mm-hmm. me? Much worse on the golf course. Yeah, much yeah. worse. I hear your he A says. point, but what about Z? I mean, Z exists. It's a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a crazy... I know you like tomatoes, but what about chicken? Mm-hmm. I see your apples point, but what about these oranges, mm-hmm. man? Come on. So, okay, I, to me, I, honestly, I think about this as like, yeah, so what if I threatened or talked about shooting up a school? It's not like I actually did it. I mean, we have laws for a reason. I feel like this, with sexual assault, it's just one of those things where we're not caught up to the point where it's a solid policy. But, I yeah. mean, if it were a school threat, like a shooting or, a, you know, a massive bomb threat, we would probably lock him up just for even talking about it yeah so i mean this whole locker room talk thing it just it blows my mind and i feel like it sorry no go go ahead please i feel like it takes less mental energy too to just divert your brain and think about something that's already happened mm-hmm. rather than actually follow something that's currently happening to its logical conclusion especially if what's at the end could lead you to change your views you're totally right it's a very scary thing um for for a lot of people i mean there are things that like if someone were to try to convince me that sexual assault wasn't bad that would be a scary thing to me like how could i possibly imagine opening my brain to that but to some people it's like the total opposite they're like well sometimes it's not exactly rape you know illegitimate you know i I digress so um 
I, I this was into Hope Hicks, uh, the statement that, or the the tape tip basically they all watched it and uh hicks sent a statement back to wapo basically saying this was locker room talk and then they published it um i guess it's a step up from catch and kill but geez that was insane um so meanwhile everyone at the white house and department of homeland security was waiting for everyone to talk about the ic report about russia but instead senior spokesperson of the dhs todd brassel recalls at the time hearing a colleague say at the office oh fuck unmute the tv uh, <laughs> another one of those and uh all the channels at the time were playing the access hollywood tape over and over and over again so they were just totally blindsided by this and just like that the story about russia interfering in our elections seemingly disappeared i love brazil's quote and he's like you're not going to believe this there goes my fucking story yeah he was pissed <laughs> absolutely direct quote God, you're totally right it. So, um, of course, Hillary responded immediately to the tape. She put out a tweet saying, I'm horrified. We cannot let this man become president. And Trump even lost some support for a minute, a hot minute, uh, from the GOP. Jeb Bush tweeted, quote, as grandfather or as the grandfather of two precious girls, I find that no apology can excuse the way Trump's reprehensible comments degrade women, unquote. Which, yes, good for you, Jeb Bush. I appreciate that. But also, I hate the whole as the grandfather, as the father. It's still a step in the right direction, but just like, you know, as a human being, can we just say Yeah, like you, like you only can recognize that as shitty because right. you have yeah. grandchildren. If you don't have kids, it's like, oh, well, how could he know? He didn't have kids. Not <laughs> to mention that uh, George H.W. Bush was known for like grabbing girls butts and stuff yeah yeah he's really old though yeah and, and he might I have been a little demented i feel like times are changing too my to husband's kind of yeah. like that yeah. is that my apple but he only grabs my butt <laughs> or right. is it an ass cheek i thought that was a nuclear football <laughs> i do feel like times are changing so much that a lot of people right now are maybe doing things that weren't wasn't considered assault um, sexually or legally, whatever, a few years ago. And it's just like something that we're all just like dealing with. But I, I feel like overall, this is pretty clear that Trump's a sleazeball. And yeah. um, Romney even said, hitting on married women, condoning assault, such vile deg- degradations demean our wives and daughters and corrupt America's face to the world. Demean our many wives. Oh, I love <laughs> But Romney. if they're single, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, single people love that. Single illegitimate ladies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Romney, I mean, I, Romney's getting hotter to me by the second. I mean, I was really... Easy. He's an attractive yeah. guy. Easy. Mm. Take oh, it easy. Okay, I'll calm down. I think he's attractive. I'm not going to comment on his policies but or physically, anything. Okay, but... and I have to say that there's something, I don't know, exciting about catching a Mormon. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking? You ever go Mormon yeah. hunting in high school? Oh, oh, oh you oh, know hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. That's my closer. What's up, dog Arnett? <laughs> Very nice. Um, and then, is that a Mormon kid that you knew in high no, school? I, oh, I thought, it, I thought it don't even been. know what I'm talking about. Well, hey, you convinced me. Could have made it me. up. <laughs> Completely so, not a real person. Mm, oh, improv game is on point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Previs Armol, uh, he even said, "Quote: No woman mole, should mole. ever. Yes, no woman should ever be described in these terms or talked about in this manner ever." That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. No woman. Yes, ever. Not just our daughters and wives. And I period. Mean, yeah. And I, I guess, was I would go on to say everybody's person. somebody's yeah, daughter. No but, person should yeah. ever be talked about. So um what I love most about this whole thing is that Ryan uninvited Trump from a campaign after this, even saying he was sickened by his remarks. So this is when Ryan had a spine. I think it was the last day he had a spine. It might have been 
I think that was the last one. Yeah. So McCain said, quote, the disclosure of his demeaning comments about women and his boasts about sexual assault make it impossible to even offer conditional support for his candidacy. Oh, snap. Spicy McCain. Ryan's spine. Yeah. It's half hard, just like his chubs. Oh, you know what? But Ryan's so cute. It's like I I hate him to my core, but I would like hate fuck him. Yeah. All right, you guys. Wow. I didn't know that we had like a Romney Ryan hate yeah. fuck club happening. We have to have a separate Facebook group this for us. This is a book club, you guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the two words together are very strong side by side. It's good that we noticing... don't do this in a public library. This is, ju- this is just locker room talk, though, right? Yes. Okay. yes. This is just, just yeah. making sure there's no Podcast double standard. Or... Talk. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Oh when large men start getting physically taken over by the... Th- millions then i guess we can get called out for sexualizing men. yeah you guys let us know fair yeah. enough right yeah yeah we'll take a poll and you know what i'm in my 40s and i drink wine so i'm gonna be a dirty old lady hey yeah yolo not necessarily with romney and ryan but you know you guys eat to each their own fair yeah. enough to, to each quote their own. men it's a compliment hey why don't you just smile like <laughs> why don't you just smile, smile more? more hey can i help you park Sorry. Can I help you park? And someone said that to you. If you guys found yourselves men, you wouldn't have to be dealing with this podcast shit, you oh, know? I do have a girlfriend. Yeah, that's my problem. That's my problem. See? <laughs> Lesbians. They relegated to understand. a life of podcasting. <laughs> all right. So just to wrap it all up, this is Makes this is no actually sense. my really sorry, everyone. No, this is perfect timing. I I have reached the end of all I have to say. Um <laughs> So even though all of this was validating and whatnot with the bashing of Trump, uh, Hillary and her people were still bummed that Russia was not dominating the headlines. Not to mention 30 minutes later, WikiLeaks dumped Podesta's emails. So that was pretty strategic of them. And no collusion. Right. Not at all. Not none. This dump included the speech of Hillary saying that in politics, you have to have a public and a private position, which is just common sense, in my opinion. But of course, that <laughs> would take a radical statement at all. But it you pissed can off a lot of people. Though. I know, especially with they're the like, why can't you the- just be the same person? Well, that's why yeah. James came out and call me. I call him James like I know him. <laughs> yeah, my, my James. Um, and Jimmy. Jimmy. So he was like, I didn't even vote because or he said he didn't vote because he's like, I am independent all day, every day, 24-7. But that's just his thing. I mean, Hillary's Hillary, so no, he's she's not FBI. He's Republican. He just didn't I, want to yeah, vote for Trump. You're right, but he learned his lesson from watching this, I bet. So, he talks about it in the book. I can't wait. Um, Next week. Oh, yeah. Another, one dollar. One dollar, guys. Give me a dollar. Come on. Um, sorry. <laughs> put it Put it in my... In my uh, w- Our web, swear jar? Uh, my web-based G-string. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to get merch for that. A G-string. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Make it rain. Guys, that is so you good. You bring out the best in, in me oh, my and life God. And, and then it's everything. Just, yeah. And it's just like a blurred out face. <laughs> a question mark. No one looks at the face anyway. Yeah, put a bag over it. Okay, that's not better. That's I not. was gonna see if about like getting like my my like my lids done, maybe a little facelift. Oh, no, and, you're and and what was funny was I asked oh, thank you so much. But so I asked sweet. the guy was like, How much is the face stuff? And he's like, It's about seventeen thousand dollars to get oh. a really good facelift going on. And I'm like, well, how much do boobs cost? He's like, about nine thousand. I'm like, what? Well, everyone should supply just get, and demand. Just get the boobs done, and yeah, no one will look put at your face. Yeah, the boobs on your face. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Put the boobs on your face. Okay, okay, okay. A boob slash face job. You are on fire, Jaleesa. We have gone so far. Half um, man, half mustache. Yes. Call back. You know this. Um, here's our last quote. Another leak from the speech said, "Quote." 
and this is Hillary. My dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders, end quote. I think that's beautiful, but all races heard was open borders. Yeah, I like I I have no problem with open borders. Yeah, mine yeah, are wide either. open. Whoa. <laughs> hey oh, all right. Okay. Wait a minute. Romney, Ryan, wide open. I <laughs> have a problem, but I'm working through it. Um but that those that's Did my you have some special strain of weed today from Fast Grass that I, I need smoked to know and I about? leaks an hour. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> maybe her yeah, maybe maybe your yeah, your my sober mind your is sex deprived. Yeah. Goes nuts. Scientifically yeah. I think you're on to something there. Yeah. Julissa and I we actually did a little promo for Fast Grass too. That's right. That's Uh-oh. them. You did? We, we did. did. Like a yeah. video for them. Oh, I thought you meant you had a song you were going to sing for oh, me right now. Oh, no, 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 no. And yeah. a two. And a, uh, <laughs> also, this is no Squid Pro Crow. Give me a fast crow. grass. Give me a fast grass. Fast grass. Fast grass. No, you're not supposed you gotta, to change. You stay low. You okay, gotta stay low. I, I'm sorry. I never knew how to do music. You um, got it. You just keep. I'm really good at high. Can I go last? We, we yeah, tried that the first time. <clears throat> I can harmonize, but I got to hear you first. Fast grass. Fast grass. Yeah, no, that's Yeah, terrible. sorry, I you fucked all. up with yeah, the second I'm really one. Bad. Yeah, sorry, okay. sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that was my Can bad. Can start and just hold it there? Okay. Fast grass. Fast grass. Fast grass. That was fantastic. That was yes. great. That was great. <laughs> Fastgrass.org. Yes. <laughs> .org, not .com. We're <laughs> just going to do this. Org. Every episode, they're gonna be I, I want to <laughs> until I learn how to sing. We'll just keep trying every Look, week. We, we, one thing at a time, man. Yes. All right, but th- that's my that's the chapter. I'm gonna chapter get 18. I'm gonna get you a Romney, and then we'll work on the singing. Thank you. As soon as we figure out the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> first things first. Well, one day we'll get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to get really hot with fast grass weed and watch the SNL short. Though we should. Oh we my should god! Do that. Yes. We should do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have weed on you? I mean, not on my person, but we like- should call fast grass. Six one nine nine one six seven two two two. Oh my god! You know how come I can remember that? I didn't smoke fast grass. Oh, oh. yep, yep. Well, yep. there you go. No, actually, you're a designated. Actually, my brain gets really good and sticky when I. What I've never smoked weed though, because I work for the federal government. Never, you so- never. <gasps> of no. course not. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're idiots. <laughs> we like freak out. I love you guys so much. <laughs> On to chapter 19. Yes. This this chapter is called We've Been Rat Fucked. And it's my favorite chapter title of all. Yeah. All time. And I believe, Jordan, you have this one. I am, yes. You asked for it perfectly. I, You're like, can I do the rat fucked one, please? Yeah. Oh, please, oh, please. I just never even heard of that before. <laughs> I still don't know what it means. She said, give me a rat fuck. A rat fuck. Oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? You know, you sounded like Tina Turner just then. Yeah. Nug. Suck it to me. Um, oh, rat okay. <laughs> rat fuck. Rat fuck. Fucking rats. Okay, I like this. I like how you give it like an I ending. I love the ending. Yeah. I feel like we have to tie the bow. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, let's hit it. This is a gift. Okay. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. I'm so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep getting better yeah here ag is like an actual musician we're oh you're right fucking... yeah yeah i forget Damn. yeah oh yeah ag kills I sang man. in the mormon tabernacle choir <gasps> what how do you think i caught so many mormons good point are you se- totally lying oh, oh god i wasn't oh. throwing me for a loop today. i wasn't choir forever that i was a total like band and choir nerd that nice that's me Very yeah cool Hell yeah. I played the viola for three years. That's about it. Nice. I faked the saxophone. I faked a lot of instruments. Yeah. <laughs> I faked the saxophone. Never... <laughs> sounds like a really good rap song. That sounds like a really good um, Sources and Methods song. Yeah. yeah. Faking the saxophone. I dig mm-hmm. it. 
Uh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, just to kick us off here. Yes. So. <laughs> home, looking for Mormons to bone, faking shit on the saxophone. Uh, uh. Nice. You're welcome. That was freestyle. That was great. Um, <laughs> okay, so the rat fuck chapter picks up after uh, the Access Hollywood tapes come out. And this is just before the second presidential debate. And this is a nightmare for, I mean, it should be a nightmare for the campaign, but it's, you know, quickly proving to not be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Bannon has an idea. Uh, You know, Trump is kind of like, oh, fuck. Well, what am I supposed to, what what do I do here? And then Bannon's just reassuring him, we are so fine. I'm not concerned at all. (laughs) We're going to be totally fine. So what he does is he ushers the entire press pool into a conference room where Trump was sitting with four women. He introduces the women as Kathleen Willey, Juanita Broderick, and Paula Jones, all of whom had been allegedly assaulted by Bill Clinton. Mm. And then there's Kathy Shelton, who was a rape victim whose assailant was defended by Hillary when uh, she was a public defender. Which is her job. Yeah. It's her job. Yeah. It just, it bums me out that, like, people, okay. Yeah, they think these people are like, you know what I want to grow up and do? defend rapists well like she's sitting there at the public defender's office looking at the wall of all the people she could defend and mm-hmm. she was like i want to defend that guy like that's yeah. not how it works no exactly you're yeah but people are fucking stupid and there's true. there's there's plenty of shit you can call her out on it doesn't have to be this right. like her public service as a mm-hmm. uh, anyway it's a good yep. point and this works right so bannon was considering for months how he was going to deploy these women he had them up his sleeve for i guess exactly when something like this was gonna happen because he probably knew it was bound to come out because trump's a fucking idiot (laughs) and just bad person yeah obviously dumb and bad dumb and bad (laughs) uh and and so this really was like a turning point for the trump campaign so the debate starts and it includes questions about the access hollywood tape of course and then about the podesta email dumps um trump's people felt that they'd won the debate after it happens and with the giant cachet of Podesta emails, they had an unlimited supply of ammo, basically. And what was a really big bummer about this whole campaign was that the way that they brought up these topics, it winds up devaluing the severity of the fact that we we just found out that Russia is interfering in American democracy. And it's on it's getting hashed out on a stage that's highly Hollywood oriented you know with the mm-hmm. fucking drama high drama there's access Hollywood tapes this shit's coming out it's just not the forum that this should have been dealt with in but obviously it's gonna happen like that exactly it's fucking presidential debate uh, so and it's Trump yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, so more Podesta emails were strategically leaked over the next two weeks if uh, Wiki has uh, truly, if Wiki was truly about transparency, which is what they say they are, right? Why didn't they just release them all at once? Yeah, this seems coordinated mm-hmm. almost, right? Maybe. Yeah, like if you if you've got, I think it ended up being like sixty five thousand emails, uh, and if you've got them all, and all you care about is making sure the public sees them, you dump them all. Yeah, yeah. But if you're saving them. Mm-hmm. and and kind of strategically kinda, releasing them mm, well and, like a whistleblower is what they were claiming and was you're t- and you're telling me that you're not coordinating at all oh mm-hmm. yeah that's with the big anyone lie. yeah the yeah. trump campaign yeah i don't believe you yep <laughs> exactly um, although i may be giving them too much credit that sounds like something a smart person would do <laughs> i think they are smart i think trump's smart i know you don't i know we talked about this no he's actually I, I, comey even said he, he's he's a smart 
competent uh, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. He well, the coolest line from that whole interview was he's not mentally unfit to he's be president. Morally, he's morally incompetent. Unfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfit. Yeah, yeah. To mm-hmm. be president. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, I think he's pretty stupid. I don't know if he can read, but also I'm very biased. Um, but you know, I'm willing to consider other. Uh, you know, I'm POVs. willing to consider that he can yeah. read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so shitty of me. Maybe he has. I'm willing to consider eyesight. he might be able to read. <laughs> he might have like bad vision and hate contact, so he might just not be able to see well. Oh, uh, yeah. you're so nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard Julie say he comes with their nice Well, like somebody analyzes, he's got a fourth grade vocabulary, or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he 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 has got the most ratings of any president ever. Yeah, so he's you know. Yeah, I, I doubt he knows big words. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So anyway, sorry. More more Podesta. The yeah, emails more, were leaking mm-hmm. out little by little over the next two weeks. Yep, and completely the most, randomly. Yeah, <laughs> and the most damning of these were corporate clients kicking in big Hillary Clinton campaign contributions. So. That's really what was the nail in the coffin for her in terms of the press. Campaign staffers were pissed at the White House for not sanctioning or responding at all to the IC reports. National Security Council hawks were also disappointed. Just so you know, when we say IC, we mean intelligence community. Yes. And we're going to say IC from now on. So mm-hmm. be prepared for that eventuality. Yep. And we have a fun mini-sode all about the IC from a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. We, yeah, the 17. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, so by mid-October, the Access Hollywood tape didn't even matter. Bannon saw Clinton as an old and tired Washington insider, and that's how he pushed her out to the people in their base, and that's what they bought. That's the image they bought of her. Bannon did realize, though, that people needed, uh, permission to vote for Trump, basically, because of all of these allegations of mob ties and dodgy business dealings. Yeah. The lewd talk about women. Right, bankruptcies, yeah. hmm questions about his mental stability. That, that, that. Mm-hmm. Moral stability. Yep. Sorry, I talk like cats. <laughs> I have a husband, though. Yep. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. He is a cat. He is. <laughs> His name <laughs> is Abubaka. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. Yeah. AG coined the term podcast before we started podcast. recording yeah. today. <laughs> Podcats are go. <laughs> uh, so, through all of these things that Trump has to get blasted on russia winds up being a big zero uh then jason chaffetz tweeted the fbi director just informed me that they have just learned of emails pertinent to the investigation case reopened this is the infamous reopening of the hillary clinton email scandal uh comey had sent a letter to congress 11 days prior to the election as we all know he gets a lot of flack for this still does to this day mm-hmm. and you can listen to our book club where we'll go through his psyche throughout all of that where he his explanation which mm-hmm. i still think he's not quite being 100% forthcoming on okay. we'll talk about that yep interesting it's gonna yep. cost you a dollar to hear me talk about it mm-hmm. right now just like yeah <laughs> so according yeah i have a dollar <laughs> yeah tell me right now <laughs> so <laughs> according to this book that we're covering comey had only learned of these emails the day before they had been found in a separate investigation into anthony weiner apparently because he had a shared laptop with his wife who was a top like the top aide basically for hillary's campaign and here's my argument they say that, that he found out about that 11 days prior to the election and mm-hmm. at the end of october but mccabe knew about them on october 3rd 
And the, the chances that McCabe did not tell Comey are zero to none. Right. So I feel like Comey and McCabe knew about these emails the whole time and didn't bring it up because they didn't want to bring it up so close to an election yeah. until they found out that the fucking guys at the New York field office were about to leak that shit. The mm-hmm. pro-Trump yeah. agents at the and New York field office. And they had to get office, ahead of it, yeah. And they had to come out ahead of it. Why else would they just sit on yeah. this this whole time until, because October 3rd to October 26th. Yeah. Nothing. They and they, and they all knew about it. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. and you're going to talk about that in a second, Jordan. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically, just to jump ahead really quick to stay relevant, <laughs> uh, these people that discovered the emails on Wiener's laptop were staunchly anti-Hillary people that did this mm-hmm. uh so comey's in a bind right he tells congress that the investigation was done but now it seems to be back the emails could be duplicates or nothing important but if he said nothing and just allowed his testimony to stand he worries that it's going to look like he hid everything from congress and if he did say something it could be a game changer in the presidential race and understandably very difficult place to be in Really looking forward to going through his book, like I said, and yeah. getting more of his personal insights. I think that's that. perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, so the other complication is that earlier in the year, agents in this New York field office argued internally that Clinton should be investigated for financial crimes like we were talking about. So this is where it gets a little bit sketchy. Right. The Department of Justice decided that there wasn't enough evidence to pursue it at the time. So some agents were. <clears throat> really mad and the atmosphere yeah. and the atmosphere was really tense and then word starts getting around that the agents in the office had beef with hillary they wind up being the people that discover the emails on the laptop and comey's worried that they would leak the info to the public because they have a personal stake in doing so mm-hmm. we were uh, we were facing one big pile of shit a comey aide is quoted as saying <laughs> in the book from which side are you going to eat? Which is a lovely image of a shit burrito. <laughs> that Gross. was my favorite part it's of like the chapter. It's like a bean burrito. Yeah, so the book sort of mentions it. Um, Comey didn't talk about it in his interview. He didn't talk about the New York field office. Uh, I think that the way that Comey is built is to not do anything ever to discredit the FBI, even if there's leakers, potential leakers and a-holes. Yeah. Uh, he is going to do everything he can to ensure that the integrity of the fbi is protected and i have to respect that now Mm -hmm. you may or may not agree with me um and that's cool Mm -hmm. uh i hope you still get your news here yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) to each their own that might be our new catchphrase (laughs) yeah and uh in, in in a dramatic ending of this chapter we get the scene where the hrc team they're up in the air when this news hits and they don't have a def- they're on a plane yeah right? they're on a plane and mm-hmm. they literally don't have the internet connection to load the full article so all hillary can see is are just the headlines yeah no. and she's freaking the fuck out she's like this has to be a mistake the fbi does not do this and then the quote comes we've been rat fucked <laughs> was it podesta who said that uh, i think it was i can't remember i wonder what visualization like led him to that choice of words i love like, rat fucked it's is a that great, a thing it's a is great it- phrase it's, oh, it's a I, thing that was my first time hearing it uh, and like, i was like same. wow like, very yeah. like pig fuckers in in base, uh, another basketball one, another one i never heard but can now, i call you pig fucker you pig fucker? sure you call you pig fucker. whatever you want no not you <laughs> quoting a movie you're so you're so kind she's so kind at my own expense <laughs> sorry you guys we'll be right back hi this is ag from muller she wrote this week's episode is brought to you by fast grass the premier cannabis delivery company in san diego 
They are a socially responsible company that offers discounts for veterans and cancer patients. Can I get a hashtag fuck cancer? Hashtag fuck cancer. Thank Come on, you. Jaleesa. I didn't realize that was my cue. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hashtag fuck cancer. Hashtag fuck cancer. Hashtag fuck cancer. Hashtag fuck cancer. That's very beautiful. That was great. We're doing good. I do. I like it. Uh, but we guys, they have some amazing deals this weekend because it's a special holiday. I don't know if you knew that. Hell yeah, it is. So from, uh, yeah, it is. So from 419 to 422, something mm-hmm. happens in between there. I'm not sure what it is, but yep, they're going to yep. have a lot of specials. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to call them 619-916-7222 or check them out online at fastgrass.org. It's a dot org, okay? Because they're fancy. Mm-hmm. Great stuff, great people. Mention Muller, she wrote, and you get $10 off your first order, you guys. $10 off your first order. $10 used to be my entire order. When yeah. I was in high school, it was $10. Oh, yeah. Wow. But you would the- get, like, shitty Mecky shake. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we called it. Is that shake. still a term? Shake Mecky? is still Mecky. I have not heard Mecky, no. That's not what you will get from Fast Grass. This is quality, super quality. I like the cartridges. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I've heard uh, <laughs> that they're fantastic. So, you guys, seriously, 619-916-7222. Or check them out online at fastgrass.org. Mention Muller, she wrote like i said get ten dollars off your first order thanks for listening all right welcome back to miller she wrote msw book club russian roulette the final series the final countdown (laughs) i can't believe i exposed you guys to that if you've never heard it oh what a great song oh yeah but not really um (laughs) chapter 20 this is the real reset of the western world uh, if you remember back in earlier chapters, we talked about the reset that Obama was trying to work on with Medvedev. Mm-hmm. They were calling it the Russian reset, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the real reset of the Western <laughs> world. Reed fired off a letter. Uh, Harry Reed. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this not my chapter? Oh, is it your chapter? I thought it was. Oh. I used to, I prepared this one. Oh, shit. It's okay. Hey, we got this. We're pros. And you Check know what? We don't even have to edit it out. Yeah. Because it's no, kind of no. fun we, to yeah. show that we have weaknesses. We got this. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, as uh, you were saying. Uh, may I hand over chapter 20? Uh, the re- This is the real reset of the Western world. To Julissa. Thank you very much. So, yes, Harry Reid sent a letter accusing Comey of violating the Hatch Act. What's the Hatch Act? I don't even know. This is a crazy thing. So, the letter said regarding Comey, quote, As soon as you come into possession of the slightest innuendo into Hillary Clinton, you rush to politicize it in the most negative light, end quote. Even though he didn't do the same thing with Trump, as we mentioned before. So this was Reed's case. And he went on to say, quote, in my communications with you and those in the IC, you possess explosive info about Trump and the Russian government. The public has a right to know this information, end quote, which is totally true. We all agree. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what everybody thought. Definitely. Absolutely. Double standard. Mm-hmm. Totally. So meanwhile, David Korn, co-author of this lovely book, had been looking into the Trump-Russia connections and wanted to know exactly what explosive info Comey had. Who was he? Who was he writing for at the time? The uh, Mother Jones. Mother Jones. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Mother Jones. So it reminds me of Mother, uh, Motherfucker Jones. <laughs> you think the same thing from Horrible Bosses? Yes, oh. but uh, I wasn't saying that. But oh, yes, I'm I sorry. do. I sh- no, yeah. I just said I love Mother Jones. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it makes me think Jones. of Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so <laughs> had enough of these motherfucking Jones on this motherfucking plane. I don't know. That's where oh, I, that's, that's, that's what I thought. Mean, okay, so, yeah. So, so he has like a copyright on a motherfucking blank. <laughs> when you get a chance, watch Horrible Bosses. Oh, I've seen it. I've oh, seen it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, forgive me. That's my bad motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. I thought you guys were thinking about snakes on a plane. We were talking about both. You know what? A lot of black guys quotes. Don't. Worry. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Black guys. Okay. So <laughs> I was so like, funny. What, were they black guys? Okay. 
So oh, I love this. Getting getting back to the the stuff. Corn uh, then met with his old colleague Simpson from Fusion for Leeds, and this is where Corn saw the Steele dossier for the first time. So they even called Steele on Skype, and Corn made calls in real time to verify Steele's credibility. So they were really serious about this. Oh right, he called up a buddy of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, like, "Yo, is this Weiner guy? maybe?" Or so, I can't remember who it was, but he's like, right. "You, you." know this guy is he is he rad and everyone's like yeah 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 in fact no one throughout this whole book and there's been several times people have called to check on the credibility of steel throughout this whole book no one has ever once said doubted even a tiny bit the credibility of christopher absolutely you're totally right so uh that's why the story ran on mother jones later that day it was all good to go and the world was now notified that russia was cultivating trump and that the fbi was investigating it we also learned that trump was blackmailable This was the first media account that Russia may have leverage on Trump. Next, Slate published a story about the Alpha Bank server. Then the Times published a story, but they didn't really hype up the Trump-Russia narrative. The editor made a last-minute change to the headline saying, Investigating Donald Trump, the FBI sees no clear link to Russia. So thanks a lot. Times. Yeah, that's kind of fucked everything. Yeah. Um, people like try to break it down. This the, what lost the election. Some people say it was Russia. Some people say it was the 77,000 votes that we uh, narrowly lost in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Some people say that it's this, that, that the New York Times published an article and it was about, it was initially about all the FBI investigation, but, yeah. but the, the editor, uh, Bakay, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he made a last minute because (laughs) he made a last minute change to the headline Mm -hmm. and and changed the name of the story. And it it completely squashed the whole Russia story. Totally right. And it actually it changed Steele's plans, too, because he was going to fly into D.C. to speak. But the Times article, it shook him. He was shooketh. So (laughs) (laughs) he was shooketh. The FBI also decided to cut ties with Steele because of the Mother Jones article. So it kind of went both ways. Everybody was just like freaked out. So it seemed like the Russia story was... That's not my job, man. People freak out too easy. Yeah, they spook easily. Did you say the FBI decided to cut ties with Steele because Mm -hmm. of it? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to be the Mother Jones article. They were were like, oh, you're leaking to the press. We're not going to talk to you anymore. And the PP stuff. I mean, they already knew about it, right? But I guess it was just the fact that he was snitching or (laughs) leaking. Well, it wasn't the PP stuff. He he gave that story to... The FBI already, right? To Mother Jones. Yeah, yeah. And and when he did that, it made FBI. Like a, yeah, FBI was like, "Why are you talking to the press, right. bro? I it can't. Was just you're gonna us. you're gonna give up our sources and methods." Exactly. I have a random question, which is mm-hmm. the best band in the universe. <laughs> Never and heard. exists only in my head. Oh, <laughs> good point. Um, was Steele getting paid by each of these people that he was talking to? The FBI? Not the FBI. More like the Mother uh, Jones. No, yeah. no, he was paid by Simpson, but uh, no, okay. uh, the press doesn't pay for so stories. So he was just straight leaking. The legitimate press doesn't pay for stories, mm-hmm. Inquirer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the real news. <laughs> God, okay, I cool. hate saying that. Just wondering. Just out to. of the kindness of his heart. Yeah. Because he found a way to monetize intelligence, so I have to wonder. Well, he if, cared. Well, he was making a shitload of money on that, and it, mm-hmm. but this to him was at the core of his responsibility as, his a, moral as a Yeah, and everything he's As a human on. person to, yeah. to, this was a national security problem. Yeah. A, a candidate for president of the United States was blackmailable by Russians. Insane. And his, his whole life was studying Russia and, yeah. and the he GRU and the FSB. <laughs> yeah. And so he was 
morally obligated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Who this. else was going to do it if not steal? So it seemed like the Russia story was not going to get out anytime Me. soon. We'll do it. Sorry. That's true. <laughs> Mueller, she wrote, we're a little late, but we were right on time with the indictments, but we were late to the story. You got to uh, get that time machine that you killed Tupac with. That's right. I got oh, a yeah. bucket list of things to get it. <laughs> do in a time machine. So it was not racist also. No. Everyone, Julissa said no, that in our no. main episode. I, yeah. Hey, hey, she's cool, guys. <laughs> I'm going to call all the black people at once yeah. on Skype. Just don't put a hard ER on the end of time machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't slip up. And you're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Okay. Um, so some wondered if Putin actually got away with the whole thing, but the Hillary campaign didn't give up. In early 2016, <laughs> sorry, that transition sucked. <laughs> no, it was great. It was almost too great. <laughs> Thank you. In early 2016, a Russian politician gave a speech comparing 2016 to 1948, the year before Russia developed the atomic bomb. He yeah. said, yeah, I know, this is not going to be good. <laughs> he said, quote, our new information weapon will allow Russia to speak to the Western world from a position of power. Oh, boy. I need a Russian accent. I gotta get that down. Our new information weapon will allow Russia to speak to the Western world from a position yes, of power. Thank you, AG. Beautiful. Ripkov out. <laughs> <laughs> so it became clear that Trump and Clinton had very different voter tactics. So Trump was trying to win over voters on social media, while Clinton was just trying to get money from the biggest donors. And Trump was focused on Facebook. Even Kushner ran the digital campaign with Cambridge Analytica. So morally, you know, right or wrong, they were... <laughs> They were on top of their social and media Brad game. And Brad Parscale. That you're right. Very who important. Who he, who he he's hired mm-hmm. recently yes. uh, to be his campaign manager for 2020. Parscale was in on it. Yeah, he was super involved with this. Really? Yeah, Parscale. The guy who helped run his digital campaign with Kushner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is, they just don't fucking care. He, don't he announced. We did this on the show. He announced that he was going to be his campaign manager for mm-hmm. 2020. There's just so much. Yeah. I don't and, blame and, you. And yeah. I was like, how, how can he possibly run a campaign from a jail cell? Maybe it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I've seen it happen. Must have so, out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so Putin deployed thousands of fake Twitter accounts to start a rumor that Clinton started the birther movement. That's crazy to me. Um, these bots were really intense, though. They all they all rushed to Trump's defense after the Access Hollywood tape came out, and they were given serious homework assignments. Really, they were kind of weird homework. Oh, assignments. these Russian trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were given assignments by the Kremlin, like watch House of Cards. I yeah. think that's pretty great as someone who watches it, but creepy as like a political job that they shouldn't be. Oh, well, they wanted they wanted to to understand get an idea of how diabolical i want you to fucking be i want you to push journalists in front of train tracks you know what's crazy as a house of cards fan spoiler alert oh uh, oh yeah can you do retroactive (laughs) spoiler alerts i believe i just did now so i was watching the show and thinking man at least you know i don't watch it anymore because kevin space exactly yeah boycott for kevin spacey but um i remember thinking just before all that that like oh at least this show is you know at least we don't have to deal with it getting this crazy i mean yeah sure things are weird but it's not this weird and meanwhile russia was studying the weird show okay i just can't so Mm -hmm. um i was also thinking like uh maybe like these russian bots would be interested in like netflix and and like chill or like netflix and troll probably be 
<laughs> Stupid joke. <laughs> so Twitter later found out that over 36,000 fake accounts were associated with Russia and also over $100,000 was spent on Facebook and Instagram political ads. Which is not that much considering the amount of damage they did. You're right. Well, but- those 36,000 um, Russian Twitter accounts uh, generated 1.4 million tweets receiving 228 mm-hmm. million impressions. Absolutely. Just in the fall election period. Yeah, they made that money like work. And then you think about like the fact that the NRA had Russian dues of 2,500. It's like this money may not sound like a lot compared to what they could have been, but what were they doing with it and how effectively? It's starting to really seem like it paid off. So so they had 100,000 in ads on Facebook and mm-hmm. Insta. In these ads, and they... Some of the ads, you have some of the ads. Yeah, yeah, they, they focused on issues like LGBT rights, race, police brutality, etc. An ad would have like a Confederate flag saying something like heterit or heterit <laughs> heritage, not hate. The South will rise again. Jesus or yeah, they'd run. Some oh, I see. So they they weren't necessarily saying exactly to vote for Trump or Clinton, but they no. were just bringing issues up. Yeah, like to subliminally, divide, like abortion and and race and police brutality. I would Black say Black Lives Matter based on like their that. intentions. Yeah, propaganda all the way. Okay, um, yeah. so they so the heritage, not hate, mm-hmm. the South will rise again. That's yeah. fucked up. They would run something like uh, they'd run an ad with a border fence saying no invaders allowed they'd even have a jesus like jesus arm wrestling with satan yeah saying if i win clinton wins hillary clinton is satan and her crimes and lies prove just how evil she is have you seen that picture i I actually did it's crazy i I remember when i saw it i was like wow who's watching these ads who's looking at they even had an ad from a fake veteran organization oh uh it showed a flag draped coffin and this pissed me off obviously saying hillary asks what difference does it make Shit like shit like this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is ridiculous. So even though it sounded ridiculous too, over five million people saw these ads. So it's Oh, and it's they crazy. had a fake Bernie Sanders organization ad. Oh yeah? Yeah, like they had a bunch of a lot of the Russian troll farms put together fake Bernie organizations. When she was the candidate. Yeah. Even though he like fully supported her, yeah, mm-hmm. saying uh, Hillary is a problem and all this other stuff. And you know what? It was crazy. Trump associates like Conway and Flynn, they would even retweet posts from some of these accounts. So they were just fueling it. And oh yeah, there was the the Russian account that said it was a Tennessee GOP mm-hmm. account. Uh, and yeah, Conway, Parscale, Flynn, yep, Flynn's Parscale kid, band, mm-hmm. they all retweeted this fucking account it's over ridiculous. and over again. It was Do you all think they fake knew? shit. Oh, they knew. They had to. It, it I just, feel like, like I pick feel your like favorite one. You all get one I retweet, f- so it I doesn't f- look suspicious. <laughs> I feel like they were getting. I feel like they were getting messages uh, mm. with links to things they could retweet from Russian troll farms. I, I'm totally guessing, mm-hmm. uh, but how would they otherwise know to glom onto this particular account? I think yeah. it was like at. It just happens I to make its way it. to their inner tweet circle. I guess yeah. it could because they're surrounded by you know. The echo chamber, it's real, man. So then on November 6th, Comey closed the Hillary email investigation again. But here's the kicker. Even though Clinton got 65 million votes and Trump got 62 million, Trump won the Electoral College by winning over narrow margins in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania by less than 1%. So it would have taken only 77,000 votes to get a Hillary victory. That's like the population size of San Diego spread out over three states. Like, it was totally possible. 77,000 votes? Yeah. How many people are in San Diego? 
Three million? Three million? I always thought there were like a couple ten thousand. There's three million people. I need to do my marketing game better. Girl. I have like a hundred people at my shows. I need two million easily. I gotta turn <laughs> you're, I love two million. I love how you're deciding how many people live in San Diego by how many people come to your comedy show. It's the booker in me. I can't I, I got a hundred, so I'd say there's about a uh, seventy seven thousand. <laughs> so basically that even makes this point stronger. Seventy seven thousand that's like my neighborhood then. That's like I I can't say where i live i guess but like i just feel like this was such i'm, a, I'm wrong i'm i'm even wrong 1.4 million but still oh. way more than i thought yeah yeah i i was always thinking like oh i'm a couple ten thousand but yeah it's crazy that 70 such a small amount yeah, of people. tiny 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 yeah so i mean people say well how did this happen then and like you said there's a number of factors at play her decision of where to campaign her inability to win over sanders voters comey's revival of the email investigation wikileaks and social media sabotage russia's interference i mean Mueller is the only one that could possibly know which one was the most you yeah. know impactful but i think they all played a part for sure and me i'm sure i played a part i couldn't tell you how but i'm sure i did yeah <laughs> yeah we we all probably if i had to guess i don't know the whole bernie bro vote thing is a pretty big deal i guess mm-hmm. with like uh the bernie bro's opinion on how she treated him or how the dnc treated him yeah uh, it's impossible to know at this point what was real and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks. It does. Uh, it makes me feel like I've been robbed or violated. Bamboozled. For sure. Yeah. Um, I cried the day of the primaries because remember when it didn't yeah. even matter for us? Yeah. yeah. It was Dude, just like. My girlfriend, she cried the day Trump was elected. I'm sure many people did. Yeah. A lot of Dude, I was did. at a yeah. Planned Parenthood election event. Wow. It I was, was the saddest Comedy thing. Palace live oh, no. uh, Facebook live really mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. like all that comedy and then suddenly it's real serious. Well, here's the here's the kicker at the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had this scene at a bar and people were chanting Trump, 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 Trump. And they were all taking selfies in the corner with this big cardboard cutout figure of Trump. Yeah. And next to it was a photo of Putin because the bar was in Moscow. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's where the quote this is the real reset of the Western world comes from. That was a Kremlin official the Dude, night of the election. That's scary. All right, you guys. Chapter 21. We got a sinking feeling. It looked like a season of Homeland. That is me. <laughs> uh, okay. So, context. We have Obama walking into the Oval Office. This is the day after the election. This is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and he shouts, chin up, people. We have shit to do. Such an Obama thing to say. I love Definitely. him so hard. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. A lot of what we did could be sustained. He hoped that Trump, uh, he hoped that Trump was just a blowhard in the campaigning phase and he's not actually as crazy as he is and a total demagogue ideologue and thought maybe he'd only tweak, you know, Affordable Care Act a little bit and not completely trash it. Uh, Maybe they'd stay in the Paris Climate Accord. Maybe it wasn't going to be as bad. Positive Obama. People (laughs) in the room said it seemed... Uh, like he was trying to convince himself just as much as he was trying to convince other people. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. The Russia issue goes on to undercut the peaceful transition of power, which is one of our greatest American traditions. That's a big thing for us. It really is. And I have so much respect for Obama and how much class he handled the transition. So much with. grace. It, he and Michelle both. So much grace. Yeah. I was surprised that whole. Wait, did the Susan Rice thing come up? The Susan Rice emails? No, it didn't come up in this book. And that was a kind of a big thing. Do you remember oh, when yeah. Susan Rice was like, what do we even brief them yeah, on? Yeah, she was one of the first people can I remember we, hearing about. Can we even tell them about Russia? Because they're kind of complicit right. in Russia. Yeah, right. Maybe in oh, Comey's book that might come up. Yeah, maybe. 
Um, this is the part of the show where I steal some of Jaleesa's wine. Hey, Ooh. yeah. I always pour big glasses. I was going to ask too, but then I was like, is oh, that super skinny? No, no. I felt bad when I poured it because I know I pour bigger glasses and then I realized that I only left like a little bit for you guys. So this Yay. is fair. This is this is justice right here, guys. <laughs> this is this is equanimity. Mm-hmm. I call I, call, I love the word equanimity. We're going to use one. I don't think one. Trump would know that. I mean, I also don't know it, but I'm also not president. <laughs> AG, I'd thank you so much, you. Jaleesa. Oh, of course. Thank you. I mean, it's not my line. Yes, thank you, AG. Thank you, Jaleesa. Thank mm-hmm. you, cat that's rubbing its face on my ankle. I feel very loved right now. I don't have cats. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> don't come for the cats, Russia. Whatever Pod- you do. Podcasts are good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so um, the Russia issue winds up undercutting this transition of power. Trump basically, uh, this is so he appoints Flynn to be his national security advisor. Um, and he's already discussed defeating ISIS in Raqqa with Russia. And he mentions a lot of conversations that he was having with the Russian ambassador. So he never considered his conversations were being intercepted and monitored by the IC, which is <laughs> so stupid. I know. It was like maybe he thought it was almost too easy kind of thing. Like, I'll just walk through the front door. Sounds and, like his life, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So John Kerry's talks with Lavrov broke down, and he decided that he wanted to form an independent commission to look into this Russian This blows my mind, because Hillary's talks broke down everyone's talks have broken down with Lavrov. Mm-hmm. It's never, ever gone uh, okay. And the only person that ever stood up and said, this is fucking stupid and we have to stop and we have to go after these guys was Hillary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, this, as Secretary of State, she tried and tried to be cool and they just looked at her like a giant pile of shit mm-hmm. and then they blamed her for causing all the riots after the 2011 elections or 2012 elections in Russia 2011 2012 I don't know when their fucking elections are they're <laughs> right. super real legit elections yeah. um, this is when Putin really decides he hates her right I have become yeah. I have become my dad I've become my dad in a hatred for the Ruskies I really have <laughs> it it's happens. sort of scary because at, at first I was all we can be friends we need diplomacy mm-hmm. blah 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 but yeah. when you realize what kind of a person putin is right and it's the kremlin not the people it's putin yeah i don't think i don't think it's like you know russia as a whole he's I don't a think former you- kgb agent right and he when you- is yeah awful. and when yeah. you start thinking mm-hmm. about he's just never going to do this no. and everyone tried mcfall tried mm-hmm. clinton tried obama tried then Kerry tried yeah and, even and hillary then- tried and now and now we're Kerry. he's he's like the, the lavrov talks he's trying to get those serious talks going again with lavrov Mm -hmm. broke down and he he was like fuck it yeah you know and i think he didn't try to set up a commission or something yeah he does he um tries to set up a commission and model it after the 9-11 commission and obama winds up nixing it because he thought it was gonna look political Mm. obama if i ever meet you i'm gonna hug you Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna cry, and then we're gonna have words about Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But first, show them your tattoo. You got to do that. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh oh. We should pose a picture. We should. I was gonna say, is that a giveaway? Is that too much of a clue? That's what I was thinking too. I was like, as long as I don't murder anyone. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we should it. be safe. <laughs> There'll be like one day I'll be walking down the street in DC, and somebody will see it and go, "Ag." That would be a great day, actually. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Also, just. To talk about how messed up Flynn is. Um, <laughs> Where to begin? Yeah. So instead of 
instead of coming down hard on Russia and Assad, right, he's focusing his efforts on just defeating ISIS, which is a very convenient opinion to hold because they're committing these heinous acts of terrorism all over. But it's also convenient because it takes the pressure off of Russia and Assad. It's like saying, I hate AIDS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which that real re- bold re- move. Which Reagan couldn't even do, but okay, so maybe <laughs> yeah. that's a bad example. The yeah. war on AIDS. Yeah. It, cancer sucks. You know, like, okay, you, yeah. Exactly. Yay. You're my hero. Exactly. <laughs> then Bush comes in and looks like a fucking hero. And cancer <laughs> does is, suck. And if you have yeah. issues with cancer, fastgrass.org. Yeah. Oh. Totally. Yeah. Do you see that? That's called a dynamic ad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to belittle was, cancer, but also, yes, fast grass will help. It's I mean, like oh, a real. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I meant like, uh, like it's probably not the only solution, but it's 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 definitely. One I do of, have to say, if you have PTS, uh, totally. See, and they have veteran discounts. Yeah. This and is what's called. Things. This is what's called dynamic advertising. You slide it into the mm-hmm. show, slip it right in there, right where it counts. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the fact, I think, the fact that I'm explaining that maybe nixes it. So I, th- I, I, probably, I threw you off because I made it seem like I somehow probably we probably able- can't ask for additional money now that I've explained what it was. <laughs> and Your that, heart's in the right place, Ag. But it was a legit. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, so sorry. Oh no, no problem uh, at all. I I'm believe all for that. <laughs> you were talking about the Lavrov talks breaking down. Yeah, yeah. And that he wanted to carry one to make a commission. Mm-hmm. Modeled after the 9/11 commission, Obama says no because uh, he's he's basically just kind of conceding a the little same bit. reason that yeah. he's always been doing this. And 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 to 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 be fair, he doesn't at all want to seem. Like he's politicizing mm-hmm. this, right? Uh, and yeah. it's a hard uh, line to toe. It's a hard road to hoe. I don't know what rhymes. <laughs> I think he made hoe. the toughest choice, but the best choice for sure. And that's what he says when he gets asked about it. It's, I don't know. I think I've been tougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's. I mean, anytime I haven't heard him. I wonder if this is going to be his like Rwandan genocide, you know, for Clinton. Something that he comes out. A decade after, and I can believe like, it. Yeah, I just like fucking, I changed my mind, like Boehner. Yeah, it's like to be man, that was. Not, he'll, probably, he'll probably say like, if I if if I could do anything over again, I might have come down harder on Russia. But mm-hmm. he might say I, he might say no, I wouldn't have done it any differently. I didn't want to influence the election at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be says. interesting. Yeah, that's what he says. It's fair. I can get on board with the sentiment, and everyone could argue all it's day. The about. only the only problem is, and here's the main moral issue, is that what Trump was doing and what Trump's campaign was doing was so morally reprehensible that you would think to yourself, well, we can do a little bit of moral reprehensibility yeah. to combat this more disgusting thing. I can understand that. But, yeah. but Obama and the way that Obama is and the way that Michelle is and the way their whole family is, mm-hmm. is no, we aren't going to dip at all. Mm-hmm. No matter how shitty you are. When they go we, low, we go high. Yeah. We are not going to stoop at all to their level. And we have to remain 100% true to what I believe is the... This, you know the, the soul of being an yeah. american president and and because i do this too we all do this we all compromise our morals when somebody else is being more morally shitty yeah. exactly and we go well we lower ourselves just to I'll, help i'll commit a robbery to prevent a murder yeah right and that's where i say i believe it can be done but it's not an easy decision to come to and you obama you says i will not commit any crime to Period. prevent a murder and he's a comey type he's a Mueller type and i like that but yeah. i also feel like i'm probably that's why i shouldn't get into politics i'm a little too gray for that 
Yeah. It, it just, it's hard in the face of complete moral reprehensibility mm-hmm. when you're trying to not break any rules at right, all. Right, they're by mm-hmm. the book. Because we can get back into the moral relativ- relativity yeah. right. um, discussion that we were having, mm-hmm. where you say, well, relatively speaking, I'm not being as shitty as him. Exactly. But are you universally? Very yeah. good point. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Being morally correct. Mm-hmm. Damn. So I have to love him for that. And Absolutely. I, I can't I can't fault him. For yeah. sure. Sorry, he was, yeah. Oh no, it's okay. I enjoy this a lot. And he was in he was honestly living at the ca- the casp, the cusp <laughs> of a, a completely just transitional period in politics. Obama yeah. was at the end of an era. Depression. An era of decorum, <clears throat> an era of respectability. Yeah, financial peril, really, yeah. Uh so Trump holds meetings. This we find is, out. Yeah, this get, this gets fucking nuts because there's a there's a seventeenth memo that comes out from Steele in this book that has never been publicly released before. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, we've all heard about it, but this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Hit it. So, um, yeah, the the chapter goes on to talk about how Romney actually is meeting with Trump and he's being considered for Secretary of State, but Romney had called Russia the number one geopolitical foe during the 2012 election. And this is a statement Obama actually ridicules him for, but it now seemed very prescient, which is one of our new words here. Prescient. Prescient. Mm-hmm. Yes. Prescient. Like. Predictive. Yes. Prophetic. Maybe that's too much. No, no, no. I like it. It's completely yeah. prophetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Steele shares another memo with Simpson, and it's never made public. And it said that Russia had nixed the idea of Romney for Secretary of State. Because Romney was a, 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 a Russian a Russia hawk. hawk. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's not the right animal. <laughs> uh, and then Trump nominates Rex Tillerson. And when this, yeah, also fun fact, when this book was made, Pompeo hadn't happened yet. So oh, so much that's has fun. changed. But uh, Rex Tillerson, he has no diplomatic government experience at all. He's a CEO of ExxonMobil, very close to senior leaders in Moscow. He actually won an award. Of, uh, <laughs> it's called the Order of Friendship Medal. Oh, not Putin most treasonous. What did I call it? The Russia Love Award or oh, something? Oh, yeah, Friendship yeah. Friendship Medal? I can't remember. That, yeah, no, that's that's what it's called in the book. <laughs> no, I know, but uh, We called it the Medal of Meddling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah epi- yes. Oh, the Meddling Medal. The, yeah, the Medal yeah. of Meddling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Medal of Meddling. Yeah, and he, yeah, well, he did massive shit with Sachin. Yeah. A, a sanctioned dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. He had flown repeatedly to Russia to cut massive oil deals and Putin winds up giving him this medal then he winds up being Secretary of State. Friendship. Mm-hmm. Medal of friendship. <laughs> yep. So Obama's feeling that he needs to hold Russia accountable somehow. So on December 29th he sanctions the GRU and the FSB four senior officers of the GRU and companies that provided support to the GRU. He also shut down the Maryland and New York Russia compounds that were used for intelligence operations and declared 35 diplomats persona non grata and gave them three days to get the fuck out. Nice. GTFO. Yeah, bye, Felicia. And, and, <laughs> and many... By uh, oh yeah, how do we say it in by Rob Rob love. Love. <laughs> love. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> we did. We learned earlier in an early episode how to say oh. bye, Felicia. Yeah, actually. we got to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. Uh, so many politicians, including Schiff, thought that this was soft and that Obama blew his chance to actually hold Russia accountable. 
Schiff will be in our upcoming Sexy Justice Council. Oh, yeah. yes, he will. Bound, chinko, bound. Uh, they, we then find out that during this time period, Flynn calls Kislyak and asks Russia not to respond to Obama's sanctions. Basically say, just chill, guys. Wait till he's out. When Trump comes in, everything's going to be fine. And oh, so no. they do. Putin does nothing. It surprises the world that he does absolutely nothing when these relatively large sanctions are slapped on them. He's pissed. They're super pissed, especially about the closing of those uh, Russian intelligence gathering centers. Mm-hmm. But they ultimately don't do anything. He tells Katie McFarland about his conversation, and she sent emails to other Trump officials. And Putin didn't retaliate, and Trump praises him for this. He praises him. He says something about, I always knew Putin was a smart guy. He's very smart. Yeah. <laughs> White House officials were expecting retaliation from them, but like we said, none came. Two days later, we find out why. Because of Flynn's communications with Kislyak that were intercepted by the IC. So Flynn is directly undermining U.S. policy. And that was not the only time, because two weeks earlier, the U.N. Security Council was due to vote to condemn Israel for its settlement activity on the West Bank. Obama was going to abstain instead of siding with Israel, like always, because that's what the U.S. does. Mm-hmm. And because uh, he's just getting sick of Netanyahu shit, basically. Kind of a bully of a leader, and he's sick of it. So the entire Trump senior team, this is Bannon, Kushner, Haley, and Flynn, and Priebus, they begin calling the ambassadors at the U.N., asking them to abstain or delay. So they start lobbying the U.N. Kushner calls Kislyak, and the NSA intercepts it. They try to set up a secret back channel of communication. This is a quote here. We get a sinking feeling, a feeling of dread. Were the incoming NSA and Trump's son-in-law in the bag with the Russians? It looked like a season of Homeland. <laughs> That's the title of the chapter. <laughs> Flynn was also trying to build reactors in the Middle East involving Russian companies, as we've talked about. He also lobbied for Turkey, but failed to register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Mm-hmm. Uh which we've also talked about. In September 2016, he met with Turkish officials and was offered $15 million to kidnap a Turkish cleric and ship him back to Turkey because he's a critic of the Turkish president. Crazy. Um, president? A Turkish, um, I guess, government. Is it the government? Turkish president or prime minister? It's prime, prime minister. Sounds about right. The yeah. head I guy. So. I, I forget. So. Yeah, the head guy. The head dude. Yeah. Uh, Ten days after the election, McCain got the steel memos the from HNIC. Andrew Wood. And and it alarmed and it alarmed him so much that McCain delivers them to Comey and Comey's like, Oh yeah, bro, I already have this. <laughs> I wonder if he acts surprised. Yeah. Like Oh good work. Thank you, Senator McCain, for bringing me this new information. Yeah. Here's a crumpet. Run along. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they already have it, of course, but now that a senator's seen it, it becomes a more urgent matter. Then, in December, Brennan, the director of the CIA at the time, called Clapper about the dossier and says, you need to read this thing. The dossier spreads like wildfire. Reporters are calling, asking about the P-tape. Everything is going crazy. But because of these wild sex accusations and a spelling error, the IC left mention of the dossier out of their findings report. That spelling error is a really small error. Steele misspelled One letter, I think an alpha or was it his source? I think. It, oh, I thought. I thought that it was one of his sources because I know there was a there was a problem about spelling Alpha Bank. It mm-hmm. was A L F A instead of A L P H A. No, maybe that was it. Yeah, Don't yeah, quote me on that. Right. Um, Two mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> forget the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they decided that they'd brief both Obama and Trump about the dossier. They went to the White House and they were all taken aback. Biden says, if it's true, it's treason. Which is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's treason. Yes. yes. Good, good job, Joe Biden. <laughs> I can see a chart just pointing back and forth. If it's true, it's treason. If it's treason, it's true. <laughs> it Not- all makes sense now. <laughs> nice work, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you don't expect the term golden showers to show up in the president's daily brief, yeah. an aide later <laughs> says, or that the guy was going to become president might be a Manchurian candidate. So that's, they That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they briefed the gang of eight, as we talked about. Those are the Democratic and Republican leaderships on both the Senate and House. Um, Judiciary and Intel. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, I'm like, um, I couldn't think of the I word. <laughs> I want to say intelligence. That's fair. Yeah. Intel, yeah. Yeah, intel, close yeah. enough. You got it. <laughs> then they went to Trump Tower and briefed Trump's team. And Trump's only question was if it affected the outcome of the election. Because as we know, Trump is obsessed with retaining full That's credit. That's all he cares about. And winning. that was in the Comey interview, too. Exactly. Like, all he cared about was yeah. whether or not did it affect the outcome. Am Just I valid? Cover his Validate me. Mm-hmm. Complete I have a small, we, I have a micro peen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so... Trump says, oh, well, you know what happened was is that the DNC just has weak cybersecurity and the Republicans do not. That is why the DNC got hacked and we did it. Not because Russia is definitely pro-RNC, <laughs> Trump, everything. Right. So Clapper told him that the RNC was hacked too, but they may be saving that intel for a later date. Of course, Trump rushes this off, doesn't give a fuck. Uh, then they all left and Comey stays in the room alone and it was Comey's job to give him the, the embarrassing B-day part oh, and Comey. just the worst just dirty two page. details. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about this, like, like dripping wet by the corner and he's like, here, just, ew. Yeah. <laughs> it's just soaked. I put his gloves on, snap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and Comey just wants to... <laughs> Comey just wants to give Trump fair warning that it's circulating. He feels like it's his duty to let a presidential candidate know that this is circulating. Right. He even said, he's like, we haven't substantiated this. This, uh, All I'm saying is it's here and it lives and Mm -hmm. it's circulating and it's probably going to come out. Right. Want to give you a heads up. Yep. And so right after that. Comey leaves, Bannon comes in, gets real pissy, and he says to Trump, what the fuck is the head of the FBI giving that to you for? Is it an official FBI document? Had it been vetted? He asks Priebus, why did you let this happen? By merely touching it, it's an official presidential record. Why did you even take it? Trump decides that this was a shakedown and Comey was trying to blackmail him. And this is where Bannon starts to kind of, in hindsight, almost take credit for implanting the idea into Trump's brain that Comey is incompetent and needs to be fired. We talked about this in the main episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Within a few months, it would result in the biggest disaster of Trump's presidency. That is firing Comey. Right. Trump tweeted out. There was absolutely no evidence of hacking, uh, sorry, there was absolutely no evidence that hacking affected the election results, which is not true, as we know. Right. The report said it had not evaluated whether or not it had affected the outcome of the election. CNN reported that Comey gave the report to Trump on January 10th, and then BuzzFeed published the entire dossier. Complete and, this is Trump, complete and total. Can I do it? Oh, oh, please, please. (laughs) complete and total fabrication utter nonsense i have nothing to do with russia no deals no loans no nothing nothing i see should never allow the face to news the leaks about it they say no no nazis 
Good sniffle work. Basically. Wow. That's kind of what it sounded like, right? Uh, yeah. Was that sort of it? Oh like, yeah, no, that was great. Yeah, he said he had no he had no that. deals, no loans, no mm-hmm. nothing, and that and that the intelligence community should never have allowed this uh, uh fake news to leak. Yep, <laughs> and then the really uh horrifyingly prophetic line at the end are we living in nazi germany oh god uh and so clappers watching could scarcely believe that he'd compared the ic to hitler obviously and mm-hmm. set up uh set up a call with trump he says mr president-elect you have disrespected the entire also this is a huge move for someone to do this by the way yeah he, he cleared it with the white house mm-hmm. i don't think he told the white house exactly what he was going to say i think he was more like hey do you mind if i set up a nice little call with trump oh hey just find out what's happening what's gonna happening? Be good. i'm gonna uh, hand his ass to him. Uh, and 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 no mom was like yeah yeah uh yeah i guess you can talk to him be fine be great i'll keep it cool then he called him up and this is so great and he says mr president-elect you have disrespected the entire u.s intelligence community which has done so much to keep this nation safe trump basically says yeah yeah steers away from the nazi remark tries to placate him and flatter the intelligence community to some degree and then has the audacity to ask him for a favor he asks Hey, could you uh, issue, this is not a direct quote, but he says, hey, can you issue a statement refuting the allegations in the dossier? Of course, he responds, uh, no, I cannot. And then Trump tweets the next day, Clapper called me yesterday to denounce the false and fake report that was <sighs> illegally circulated. This is untrue. We know now and we could have predicted when it came out. <laughs> On January 13th, the SIC opens an investigation into Russian meddling. Senate Intelligence Committee. Thank you. And links between Trump and Russia. And then the HIC. House Intelligence Committee. <laughs> follows suit. On January... House Intelligence Committee. <laughs> House Intelligence Committee. House Intelligence Committee. How you change? <laughs> I'm flexible. Yeah, <laughs> my choir director would beat you senseless. Yeah, anybody would. I suck at this. <laughs> In January, <laughs> sorry, it's okay. Um, on and then on January twentieth, my birthday. Trump. Oh, oh fuck. Good to know. Another clue. Yeah. Long you time. see Ready Player One, the movie. Not yet, but it I'm going to. Reminds me of that, like when you get a key. You'll see. You'll see. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on January 20th, AG's birthday, Trump was sworn in, but Russia would consume the first year of his presidency. Yeah. It would not go away. It would be a cloud forever. Mm -hmm. Long chapter. Sorry. Oh, no. no, It's cool. It it was one of the longest ones, but I love it. Well said. And this is a, this is kind of the, uh, epilogue or the afterthought, Mm -hmm. afterword. Chapter 22. Please, God, can you stop this? (laughs) If you're listening. (laughs) That's what Stormy Daniels said. Stormy Daniels said. It's me, Donnie. There was another porn star that came out today. Really? By the way. I'm going to get into porn and then... No, I'm not going to. It's just... What do you mean you're gonna? Oh, well, hey, who told you? What do you know? (laughs) I'm sorry. Go on. It's a small town, girl. (laughs) 1.4 million. Not about me. 77,000 people living in San Diego. (laughs) So in the early days of Trump's administration, Bannon was in the Oval Office talking to Trump about the Russia scandal. And suddenly Trump looks straight at Bannon, right? And he just poked his finger right in his chest and he goes, witch hunt. Brilliant. 
<laughs> Trump, the master marketer, had come up with the right way to deal with this, right? Witch hunt. He would return to this phrase time and time again uh, as the investigations continued. The framing got repackaged. Mm-hmm. Quote, this is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history. Wait, what about the Salem witch hunts? I, I was I trying mean, to think of a politician. Oh, you mean the then. actual witch yeah, hunts? Yeah, credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah. On, oh, those weren't politicians. Yeah, no. I guess for that time. <clears> they yeah. were just women that had opinions. Of course. <laughs> On May 18th, uh, our been Mueller, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd all just we'd be, be burning stuff. right now. Oh my god, we weigh the no. same as ducks, and therefore are made of wood, and therefore witches burn us. Witch hunt. Um. Anyway, he said that the single greatest witch hunt uh, of American history. He said that on May 18th, hours after Mueller was appointed. By the way, uh, he tweeted about Russia more than a hundred times, calling it a hoax. It's a hoax. Called the media fake news, phony called uh, for the investigation of Hillary uh, and for an American president to call for the criminal investigation of a political opponent <laughs> a is over the top way dict- dictatorial. I yeah, guess is that the yeah. proper. Yeah, I think so. Term. Yeah, uh, he, he was basically throwing up dust to cloud the Russian attack. Right. On, mm-hmm. on American democracy. Uh, because never before had a, a president's election been so closely linked to a foreign power. Never before had a president questioned their intelligence community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and never before had a president so brazenly attempted to interfere with an election. Uh, uh, sorry. And never before. You can edit that out or not. It might just sound cute that I, <laughs> yeah. that I messed it's it up. It's humanizing. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I am a human. Cute. I am human. <laughs> uh, and never before had a president so brazenly attempted to interfere with an investigation that targeted him and his associates. Mm-hmm. It's pretty brazen. Oh, yeah. Um, he had no interest in punishing Putin at all. The statement, de- actually the statement, the mm-hmm. statement department. Yeah. <laughs> We make statements. Thank you. That's our only statement. <laughs> no questions. Tomorrow's statement will be the same. When we make statements. The State Department got a weird task order. Uh, quote, draw up options for improving relations with Russia to include the easing of sanctions. Mm. Officials were stunned by this. Uh, weeks earlier, they were shutting down the compounds in Maryland and New York and trying to sanction Russians. And now they're being asked to give Russia a pass on all this. Statement department leaders were getting like panicked calls saying, please, my God, can't you stop this? That's where the chapter yeah. title comes from. God. Daniel Freed, the sanctions coordinator who took all the calls, contacted lawmakers on Capitol Hill to pass sanctions and force the White House to submit any changes to Congress for review. It was a gambit. A blatant move to block Trump from inside its own bureaucracy, and it worked. Congress passed a tough sanctions bill uh, over a veto threat, uh, and Trump, like, reluctantly signed them, and then he didn't enact them. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this week, and this will be on the next main episode, but we can go ahead and sneak it in right here. They were supposed to be sanctions. Uh, Nikki Haley announced sanctions yesterday. Trump was supposed to impose today, and he didn't. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised, but he's really just not budging on this Mm -hmm. no yeah he's not uh and then january 27th three weeks after comey gave him the p-tape memo uh dripping by the corner (laughs) gloved hands trump invited him to the white house for dinner and he asked him for the loyalty pledge Mm -hmm. right he's like i need loyalty yeah and the fbi director comey was taken aback it was awkward silence we've seen this in the interviews too Mm -hmm. trump brought it up again later you you know i need loyalty yeah and all, all Comey could say is you'll always get honest honesty yes from me and then Trump goes 
honest loyalty. <laughs> Can we stop I trying mean, to nice try? How to deal, you yeah. fucking weirdo? It's like a kid when you're asking for one more Oreo when right. you're five. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you say no, no, yes, yeah. honest Oreos, just <laughs> just the filling. <laughs> Two weeks later, Trump asked Comey to stay behind. Uh, after a meeting, Flynn Flynn had been forced to resign the day before because he lied mm-hmm. about Kislyak to the FBI, and so everyone was in his office. And then he kicked out Pence and Sessions and kept Comey behind, which you just don't do, right? And he said, "I hope you can let this go." Uh, a good guy. Stunned that the president would seek to influence the investigation, Comey left, and he started typing up memos. Right, mm-hmm. hence the. And then the Comey 5 was born. And now it's the Comey 6 because we add Bente to Mm -hmm. it. I can't believe I didn't put that together. I feel so... That's okay. You've gotten a lot. You've gotten a lot. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. March 20th, Comey appeared before the House and confirmed there was an ongoing counterintelligence investigation into Trump's ties to Russia and that it had been going on since July. He was asked about Trump's claim that Obama wiretapped him. And he's like, no. (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, this was just basically Nunez like flipping out and saying that you have a FISA warrant on Carter Page even though he left your campaign three months earlier but they're wiretapping you. (laughs) Trump is now obsessed with getting Comey to publicly say he was not under investigation. On March 30th, Trump called Comey and said, I have nothing to do with Russia. I never met any hookers. Uh, And he asked him what he could do to lift the cloud. That was the thing, lift the cloud. And Comey had already privately briefed congressional leaders on the probe uh, and who they were looking into. And that list did not include Trump. But to state that publicly would create a problem, because what if it changed? What if they did start looking into Trump? So Comey completely sidestepped that question. Then on April 11th, Trump called Comey and said, hey, can you get out the fact that Trump wasn't a target? Um, he said White House counsel should take that up with the Justice Department. At the, at the time, that was Dana Bente. Exactly. What? Mm-hmm. Man, that's just me saying that to you. That's not the right. Book. But yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Just you know. So he had mm-hmm. to leave. <laughs> yeah. FYI. <laughs> May 9th, Comey learned that he was fired. Uh, and he learned this. He was in Los Angeles at the L.A. field office. And he was just looking up at a TV. And it said, Comey is fired. Jesus. Um, the White House said it was because Rod Rosenstein had written a memo criticizing Comey's handling of the Hillary email thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Trump quickly contradicted that in a meeting with Russians in the Oval Office. Yep. The morning after, he had a meeting with Lavrov and Kislyak in the fucking Oval Office. <laughs> and he said, quote, I just fired the head of the FBI. He was a real nut job. Oh, Crazy. Yep. I faced great pressure because of Russia. That's taken off. And we had to learn about that, by the way, from Russian uh, oh. press because he didn't allow any American press. Media, in yeah, you know what's media funny? Into the he said the pressure was taken off, but like he didn't realize he he meant that in another way. Like it it took off after that. Like, it got even more intense. It was taking off. Yeah, that set off the whole investigation. That's why we're here today. Thank yeah. you, Trump. Hey. <laughs> The next day, Trump told Lester Holt in an interview that he had the Russia thing in mind when he fired Comey. Uh, <laughs> and he was going to do it anyway, even yeah. if Rosenstein did oh, God. Because I'm a smart so, guy, you know? <laughs> but like people are like, well, he's kind of smart. I'm like, I don't know, man. You're right. Sometimes I wonder. Kush, uh, Kushner apparently told Trump that if he fired Comey, the Dems would cheer him. Right, mm-hmm. but now everyone was thinking he obstructed justice. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like the Dems are like, eh, that's obstruction of justice. Yeah, I've never been an FBI fan at heart. Yeah, but mm-hmm. okay, that's weird. Yeah, 
the Russia scandal had completely upended his presidency. So, and th- this is where, if you've ever seen All the President's Men, it's so funny because they spend a really long time, the bulk of the movie, getting like all the weird details and facts. And, th- and then at the end, it's like... This happens, this happens, this happens. Nixon resigns, the end. Oh. So this is kind of the end of this book. because I watch that. I'm because Trump tells Holt he the Russia thing mm-hmm. uh, was on his mind when he dismissed Comey. Sessions recuses himself, and that pissed off Trump. He wanted a loyal guy there, but now it was Rosenstein. And uh, he soon tapped Mueller. Rosenstein hired Mueller to get to the bottom of it. And Mueller is the absolute worst pick for Trump. And it says in the book, he was a ramrod, straight Marine veteran, served as FBI director. <laughs> ramrod makes me laugh. Uh, Mueller had one supreme passion, making criminal cases and putting malefactors behind bars. Mm, malefactors. That's my safe word for yeah. him. <laughs> malefactors. <laughs> excessive, part, uh, excess, excessive partisanship had poisoned the congressional investigations, obviously. We know that. Mm-hmm. No special committees were formed. They did not use their subpoena power. They only conducted cursory reviews of documents. All the key witnesses were interviewed in private, which is weird. It's, it's the antithesis of what that co- committee is for, which is to... You know, be the people's representatives, right? Like and, inform the public yeah, the of what's public, going on. Yeah. In 2018, two Republicans would ask the Justice Department to investigate Steele, Graham, and Grassley. Right? They made that <laughs> criminal referral to the Department of Justice to investigate Steele. Uh, Mueller built this incredible team, right, of cyber guys, uh, money laundering guys, mafia guys, white collar crime guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they went to the white collar crime symposium. Oh yeah, good for Mueller. <laughs> Then news about the Trump Tower meeting leaked. And then Donald Trump Jr. with the president put out false statements about the meeting to the mm-hmm. press. And Hope Hicks was involved in that. Mm-hmm. Manafort's home was raided by the FBI in a no-knock raid. No-knock, who's there? Mueller. <laughs> and Mueller indicted Manafort and Gates on multiple counts. As soon as the indictments were announced, the White House began distancing itself mm-hmm. from Manafort, you know. But on the same day, Mueller announced that Papadopoulos had pled guilty. And then, of course, White House started distancing himself yeah, from Yeah, low-level volunteer. I don't even Coffee know boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't exist. He's dead. <laughs> then information about Manafort's contacts with Deripaska, uh, Page, uh, Page's trip to Moscow, the Kushner meeting with the Russian uh, banker, uh, Gorka, the Trump Tower meeting, and the Seder Trump Tower attempt had already come out, but the Papadopoulos plea agreement was the first official confirmation that there were any ongoing private communications between Trump advisors and the Russians. Mm-hmm. Then a month later, Flynn pleads guilty for lying to the FBI about his conversations with Kislyak, and now he's cooperating with Mueller. And throughout it all, Trump is fuming. <laughs> he's fuming, but the EPA doesn't care. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he threatened to fire Mueller uh, twice in June and December. Mm-hmm. Uh, And GOP lawmakers were attacking the probe. Oh, and and recently now, I think this is three times. Third time's a charm? (laughs) (laughs) Hope not. Uh, Trump's lawyers talked him down uh, from firing. Firing was like, it'll be over soon. They kept telling him that like every two weeks. It'll be over soon, (laughs) darling. Don't worry. Are we there yet? They would pet his weird hair animal and it would (laughs) be fine. But there was still so, uh, there was still much about Putin's attacks that was, was mysterious there was Mm -hmm. still a lot we didn't know right five days after inauguration the deputy director of fsb 18 that's the cyber crimes unit in moscow was arrested 
along with uh, another intel leader, dragged out with black bags over their heads, charged with treason. Uh, They'd been accused of being informants, tipping off the FBI to Russian hacks. I think they might have been informants to steal. Oh, wow. And then a former FSB general and deputy to Sechin, who figured prominently in Steele's dossier, was found dead in his car. Uh, In May, a researcher who worked at a surveillance institute was shot in the head in a restaurant. Um, Steele saw the murder as a reminder of the danger of being fingered as disloyal, Mm -hmm. which is why Steele never revealed his sources. Yeah. And which is why you should pledge at the $10 level and get our polonium tea. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obama also sanctioned the two guys that were accused of poisoning Litvinenko in 2006. Uh, and a few weeks later, a Russian human rights activist who lobbied for the Magnitsky Act was poisoned. And then Trump finally got to meet Putin. His lifelong dream. His yeah. Boyfriend. Uh, Trump pressed him about the interference, according to Tillerson. Mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> the guy who was handpicked used. by Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Trump moved on. And that night, Trump got up and walked to Putin's table and sat down and they talked for like an hour. Um, and no one was there with him other than Putin's translator. He didn't bring an aide with him or a staffer or anything to record the conversation, which Come is so on. dangerous because because yeah. Putin could turn around and say we talked about anything exactly. and no one would be able to disprove it. You're totally right. Dumb. Uh, Trump said it was time to move forward and that he and Putin would uh, set up a new cybersecurity unit together to prevent election issues. <laughs> and Lindsey Graham said, Lindsey Graham said, it's not the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but it's pretty close. I mean, yeah. Tide Pods or Putin setting up a cyber That's team. hundred yeah. times worse than Tide Pods. Tide Pods sound delicious compared to this. I agree. Yeah. But Grassley, oh, come on. And yeah. Trump dropped the proposal Program. after a shitload of backlash and mm-hmm. just mockery. Um, quote, he said he didn't meddle. I asked him again. He said he didn't meddle. How many times can I ask him? Every time I see him, I ask him and he tells me the same thing. I believe him when he tells me. <laughs> I think he's very insulted by it. Oh, well, so sorry to insult your fucking boyfriend. Yeah. I'll and, never forget that coming out in the news. That <laughs> yeah. quote. Yeah, that's insane. And during the campaign, Trump encouraged the hack and the dump of emails uh, because he he and he was a beneficiary of it. And all signs indicated Trump would not exact revenge if he won the election, right? Mm-hmm. He would not. And that all signs pointed to that. He'd spoken positively about Putin. He said he was eager to ease sanctions. So whether or not the investigations would ever turn up any hard evidence of Russian meddling, Trump's denial had provided Putin cover. He was covered. Yeah. And in that sense, he had aided and abetted Russian's attack on American democracy. Now, after his second meeting with Putin... Trump was done raising the subject. There would be no more penalties and nothing to stop Putin from doing it again. But his own unsettling conduct guaranteed the Russia scandal was far from over for Mueller, for Congress, and for the American people. Oh, geez. And that's the end of the book, you guys. Yeah. I read a book. (laughs) I did it, Mom. (laughs) Take that, Mrs. Uh, Voorhees and... (laughs) First grade, I don't know. <laughs> Your mom is from. No, I Nightmare just threw out some random. Yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm happy that book is uh, scary, but also validating, very validating. It is a very, yeah. very good book, mm-hmm. uh, and it did mention uh, what I'm not sure Comey's book is going to mention or not about the New York field office. I hope to look into it, but I have some. Uh, I think I might do a minisode on it this week. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you can write that down. Minisode on um, the Seth Abramson Twitter thread. Yeah, um, about. Uh, 
the New York field office leaks Got and it. why Comey did what he did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then next week, we're going to start our MSW book club. It's just a dollar to get in. $10 gets you the polonium tea, and I'll ship it to you I'm for so free. I'm so excited for I that. Know. We only have 50, so you have to sign up now. And it, you, all, you just have to be a $10 level for two months. Then you can shift down to a dollar if you want. Mm-hmm. And then it will just be... $21 total for all the book club episodes, the entire archive of all the minisodes, yeah. our f- awesome newsletter, the tea, right? Polonium tea party. I like that we're turning this horrifying thing into something really cute. What, are, what else are we going to do? I, again, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. I know. You I know. love it. I That's legitimately it love it. I, I thank you guys so much for listening to Muller She Wrote. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I'm Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is brought to you by Fastcrafts, San Diego's premier cannabis delivery service. They're a great company that offers discounts to veterans and cancer patients, and they have some amazing deals this weekend from April 19th through the 22nd. Call them at 619-916-7222 or visit them online at fastgrass.org. Mention Muller She Wrote for $10 off your first order. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG, with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Market Consulting by Amanda Reeder and Unicorn Creative. Our Digital Media Director and Subscriber Manager is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Muller She Wrote is written by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, Jordan Coburn, Sarah Hirschberger Valencia, and Sarah Lee Steiner. Our web design and branding is by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. Hi, I'm Dan Dunn, host of What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, the most wildly entertaining adult beverage-themed podcast in the history of the medium. That's right, the boozy best of the best, baby. And we have the cool celebrity promos to prove it. Check this out. Hi, I'm Allison Janney, and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice. Boom. Boom is right, Academy Award winner Allison Janney. As you can see, celebrities just love this show. How cool is that? Hey, this is Scotty Pippen, and you're listening to The Dan Dunn Show. And wait, hold on. The name of the show is what? All right, sure. Scotty Pippen momentarily forgot the show's name, but there's a first time for everything. Hey, everyone. This is Scoot McNary. I'm here with Dan Dunn on What Are You Drinking? What's it called again? Fine, twice. But famous people really do love this show. Hi, this is Will Forte, and you're, for some reason, listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. What do you mean for some reason, Will Forte? What's going on? Hi, this is Kurt Russell. Listen, I escaped from New York, but I couldn't get the hell out of Dan Dunn's happy hour. Please send help. Send help? Oh, come on, Kurt Russell. Can somebody out there please help me? I'm Dita Von Tees, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. <laughs> Let me try one more time. Come on. Is that oh, right? Sorry. What we're no, drinking? It's amazing. It, it's it amazing. Right, it's just... Is it right? Ah, that's better. So be like Dita Von Teese, friends, and listen to what we're drinking with Dan Dunn, available wherever you get your podcasts. MSW Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. 
You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Give.